Hello and welcome to episode 33 of The One One, your West Australian racing podcast. I am BJ Ryan, teaming up with the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. G'day, Bernard. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, I am, yeah, I'm really excited to be sitting here with you, Guru, for another edition of the 1-1 WA Thoroughbred Racing Podcast. We're up to my age now, number 33. Yeah, right. Mm, okay. 33 episodes. That's that's probably a long enough time to um, establish the name, you would have thought, wouldn't you, BJ? Yeah, you would have thought. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really good point, Terry, because the 1-1 WA Racing, Thoroughbred Racing Podcast, not to be confused with Tab Radio's latest harness racing offering, One Out, One Back. What's going on here, Guru? Give me a spell, I reckon, BJ. Give me a spell, Matty. I uh, love Matty Young. I love, love the lads down there at uh, Tab Radio and the, and the work they do. But uh, come on, fellas, come up with another name, eh? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... Uh... Yeah, we've been around long enough now. You don't need to be uh, just chucking an extra word in there and taking it as your own. So, um, nah, pretty average, I reckon, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, I had a, bit, a bit of a chuckle when it came up on Twitter the other day, one out, one back mm. from Tab Radio. But, um, yeah, the, the Brains Trust at Tab's Radio were um, struggling for for original Podcast names by the sounds of There's things. enough racing slang and racing vernacular out there to come up with something uh, unique, I would have uh, suspected. They should, should have just called it the Red Hots or something like that and well, be done with it. There you know? is many a name they could call it, uh, <laughs> as many a name they could call it in that sense. But uh, no, they've opted to, um, maybe they're looking to uh, to work together, trying to grab on people, trying to listen to the one one. Now people might accidentally listen to the one out, <laughs> one back. They might uh, be able to get their viewership from 50 to 60 or something. So uh, listen. Sorry, from fifty to sixty, but uh, no. Good luck with the show, but uh, come on, lads, you can do you can do better than that. Uh, funny, a bit of humour to kick off. The, humor. The yeah, I don't find it all that funny. I might, I might be laughing, but geez, I don't find it all that funny to be honest. Christ. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Um, the uh, my preview is the leg up, and it's been around for quite a number of years mm. and this uh, sponsored post came up on my Facebook one day with uh, a Sydney-based uh, racing tipping service called The Leg Up with the same colours and a very similar logo. Um, ah. So this is becoming a bit of a theme for us here, Guru. So. Well, yeah, at least the only thing I'll say with that, at least it's a different jurisdiction. At least it's a different. Uh, it's in a different state. This is uh, – we're probably a couple of suburbs away <laughs> from, you know. Where, they'll, they'll be in – where are they? Somewhere in one of the housing estates somewhere. But, um, no, they, they wouldn't be <laughs> – <laughs> they wouldn't be uh, too far from here. So I reckon they would have heard of us. We're um, probably not the, the biggest podcast in the world, but so I reckon people in the racing fraternity, WA racing fraternity would have heard of it. So, uh, yeah, come on, lads. It's not too late. You've only just started. Let's uh, let's look for a new name next week. Eh? Okay. Let's uh, let's see what they, they come up with there mm -hmm. at Tab Radio headquarters. Now, we're going to keep it short and sharp. We've got a big bowfine. specialty. Yeah, that's right. We, uh, we, we promise the world and deliver an atlas mm. when it comes to that, Terry. But we have a big bowfine stakes day to cover in our preview. Nine races. The bowfine looks a belter. Remembering that we are also publishing a preview-only version of the podcast. Yeah, you can catch that on all the, all the podcasting channels. But before we launch into the form, Terry. Just before we move on, BJ, I just thought it would be remiss of, uh, of me not to uh, give you the credit 
uh, that is deserved from last week's Maddy selection with uh, resistance getting the job done. Not only that, I think at Betfair SP at around the $35 mark. I was at a Bucks do at the time. So I, uh, I was on Fred Dagg and the way I was and my current, uh, my ability to, to see straight at that stage of proceedings, I thought I might have just about got the money, to be honest. But um, well done on that one. Thank uh, you. It was an incredible selection. It was Maddie's first ride in town as well. I yes, think. Yeah, Maddie it was. Derrick, correct. They just, they just go for it, don't they? I was watching a replay. Three wide, no cover. That's where, honestly, this sounds funny. That's where she does her best work. Mm. I, I don't really, we'll talk about it when we get to Flower of Scotland later on today, mm. but um, I really do prefer Maddie when she doesn't draw a gate. It's, it's maybe still not probably in her wheelhouse to navigate through holes and through navigate traffic. Um, yep. through yep. traffic. Um, but when she's out there wide, and I don't think, Pike inclusive, there isn't a jockey that. Um, horses are going for better than in that position than Matty Derrick. So, but also want to mention Marty Rivers chucked on Twitter. Marty's been a long-time follower of uh, the podcast and myself and uh, never actually met Marty, but a tremendous lad. And he, uh, he asked if uh, you deserved your steak sandwich today because we started a little earlier, you got your uh, bacon and eggs this morning rather than your steak sandwich. So congratulations. That's your uh, reward. Thanks, Terry. You're always mixing things up when it comes to the oh. menu here at that uh, this, uh, the one one studio. No, it was pancakes last week, and yeah. I did me ass last Saturday. So uh, I, I felt if until I find the right recipe. So if we have a big day on the uh, on the Rex hunt this Saturday. <laughs> I tell you what, it's bacon and eggs from now on. But uh, yeah, well done, BJ. Yeah, Marty. Marty is a, a lover of all things thoroughbred oh, horse racing. Oh, he's all things racing. Fanatic. All things racing. Yeah, yep. he's been uh, he's been in for the long haul with uh, with following my stuff probably for about six seven years now. So gone through the the good times, some of the leaner times, but uh, never has a uh, a mean word to say so uh always enjoy hearing from marty so let's hope we can find him a few winners today bj outstanding before we do launch into the form and try to find marty and all our loyal listeners a few winners terry we have a pre-recorded interview with popular ascot based horse trainer todd harvey unfortunately we, we had some technical issues which meant that terry wasn't able to to chime in so it was just toddy and i one-on-one on the one-one some interesting stuff coming up for todd harvey his his racing past the good horses he's handled and what the the exciting future looks like for the harvey racing stables so before further ado we'll get into the todd harvey interview here we go Welcome to the one one, Toddy. G'day, BJ. Really pleased to be on the show. Thanks for supporting the podcast and jumping on. It's been a pretty full-on week for your stable in particular. A uh, few things going on. Um, most importantly, you've got outstanding sprinting mare, Misty Metal. She's resuming the Bofon on Saturday. However, you've also got a significant announcement to make regarding the future of the Harvey racing operation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to um, to Saturday with Misty Metal with We've got her back on track, and you know her trials have indicated she's she's ready to to race, and 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 she's very forward. So we're excited about that, and and uh, yeah, we're excited about the future at Harvey Racing, and um, there's going to be a few little changes going into the uh, the 2020 2021 season. Okay, what what are those changes going to be, Todd? Uh, so Dad and I, as everyone knows, have been in a training partnership for for some years now, and um, um, Dad's just uh, you know he's dedicated his life to to the racing industry, you know, from, from a very long time ago when he was a jockey to now being a trainer. And, uh, also my mum, you know, she's, she's also been there along with him with, with the whole way. So, um, that they just want to take a little bit of a step back from, from, um, from their commitments in racing. And, um, you know, dad will still have a very strong involvement in the operation of our stable, but 
he just wants to have a little bit more time to himself and 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 mum as well. So so they'll take a little bit of a step back and um, yeah. So I'll be the licensed trainer and um, yeah, we'll be heading in a bit of a new direction. Okay, so it's going to be. The, all the horses are going to be under Todd Harvey's name. So is your dad going to keep his trainer's license or is he just going to come back and be maybe stable foreman perhaps? Yeah, he'll just take on a, a foreman's license. Um, you know, he, he, he'll still be um, attending race meetings and, and he'll be around. Um, um, so he'll, he'll just be, have like a foreman's um, a license and, uh, and I'll be the trainer. Okay. And is it right that uh, you've got another licensed trainer joining the team as well? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sarah Childs is a long-time friend of mine and uh, a good friend of my wife, Brittany's, and um, we asked her if she'd be interested in, in joining the team and, um, you know, herself a very accomplished horsewoman. Um, the, uh, you know, the gay of the Gascoigne? Gay of the Gascoigne. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's uh, – we, we, we offered her a position with us and uh, she, she's been in Geraldton now for 10 years and – and uh, her and her partner, Rob, thought it, it was a good opportunity to uh, have a bit of a change and they'll be relocating from Geraldton to Perth and Sarah will join the team. Okay, that's excellent. So she she's starting straight away or from the new season as well? Uh, no, Sarah's already joined us. Uh, yep. Rob's still in, in Geraldton. Um, so she, she brought a couple of horses up with her uh, as Sarah will continue to train a few horses um, within within the mix and um, – yeah, so she'll, she'll head up our staff as our foreman and, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll see Sarah around the place and, um, you know, uh, trials and, and various race meetings representing our stable. And, um, you know, like like I said, she's a real asset to the team. She's she's uh, won a couple of training titles up there in Geraldton and, um, you know, she's, she's going to be a real asset, I feel. Absolutely. So you mentioned your wife, Brittany. Now, Brittany's a, a vet and she's been doing an intern internship, is that right, in South Australia? Yeah, that's correct. So so when when, when does Brittany return to uh, to WA and how, how, how is she going to be involved in, in the stable? Uh, so obviously, uh, yeah, Brittany's a, uh, she's been out of university now for two years um, as, a, as a veterinary doctor and um, she's uh, gone the way of equine so she's specializing in equine uh, medicine and then uh, she's just completed a 12 month well she's nearly completed a 12 month internship at the roseworthy campus uh for the university of adelaide so um britney's obviously you know she's a real horse lover and she's involved in in the stable as well when she was home and uh so she'll take up a role of of you know being a a, a rider within the stable and a, and a hand around the stables and you know, her veterinary knowledge will also be uh, a valuable key to to our team's success. You know, she's she's a she's a very good vet, and uh, I think with the experience of uh, the internship in Adelaide, um, you know, she's going to be a real real asset to our team also. Yeah, absolutely. You've got a real dream team forming there behind you, Toddy. So, what what I've noticed throughout the years is is um, with Harvey Racing is your your very very good. Uh, strike rate stable. I think this year you're going close to 18, 19%, 50% of your runners finish top three. So I think you've had 120 runners for the season thus far. It always seems as though your numbers have been a touch low. What does the new direction look like in terms of numbers and goals moving forward for your stable? Are you looking at increasing your horses within your stable, your starters? What What, what is it that um, needs to happen for the, the stable to take that next level to challenge some of the real heavy hitters in WA racing? Yeah, look, it's, um, 
yeah, like we're very proud of our results and 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 like our strike race and you know our, our winners to runners and, and play hitters to runners. Um, like you say, we don't have a lot of starters. Um, you know, we sort of have always hovered around the 15 to 20 horses in work, and we'd really like to try and build on that. Um, uh, so, like you said before, we we are forming a we're trying to form a, a good team of horse professionals to try and um, bolster our our stock and uh, provide owners with a really good service um, and in in and hopefully we, we can boost our numbers a bit. So um, we've got uh, stabling for 35 horses now. So um, uh, we've got stables at, at my property on Mooring Street that can house 21 and we can house about 20 at day stables on Matheson Road. So, you know, they're first-class facilities. We're currently in, in the midst of renovating Dad's stables, um, you know, so they're, they're really good, good, safe stabling for for up to 35 to 40 horses. So if we could just get our numbers up a little bit more and um, and and get this uh, uh, team of people working really well together and and providing a service uh, that's that's – uh, really professional and and uh, first class. We, we we hope that we can get a bit more support. We well, already got uh, support and backing from some of the biggest names in the game, i.e. Lex Lex and Shirley Piper, Amelia Parks, Peter Walsh, Neil Irvine, who's really increased his involvement in recent seasons, and of course, not forgetting our friend up at the Mundaring Hotel, Ian Butchie O'Connor. So the real who's who of WA racing there, Toddy. Yeah, look, we've got some really good support. Um, obviously, Lex and Shirley have been with Dad from the very start and they've been terrific owners for us and very loyal throughout the years. And we've had a lot of success for them and, and we continue to train for them that they've been just phenomenal owners to us. And um, uh, we've been training for Walshy for quite a few years now and um, we really appreciate his support. And, you know, he, he always breeds very, very nice stock and, and quality horses. So, um it's certainly um, a privilege to train for him too. And um, Neil Irvine, yeah, he's been a great, great supporter of ours in, in more recent times. And um, uh, we've had some quite good success uh, with his his pro art stallion. So um, uh, it's great to have Neil with us. And uh, we work very closely with Brian, his farm manager uh, from Balmoral. And uh, we, we, we're getting quite a few horses for them now, which is which is really good. And um yeah, it's 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 good to be training for those higher profile owners. Absolutely. So, any specific goals that you've set yourself and the team for for the new year under the Todd Harvey banner? Uh, look, I think we just want to really focus on building our team and and how we do things. And uh, you know, there there could be a few minor changes. Like we we, we want to start maybe uh, using the beach a little bit more and. Um, giving our horses a little bit of variety so um you know we can offer we can offer different horses different different uh regimes and whatever so yeah we'll be looking at that and but but mainly just gelling as a team and and getting getting um you know getting getting things working really well and 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 cleanly and 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 a good system in place so that we can we can handle some more horses and um and hopefully get 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 the, the stable full so you've you've trained in your own right and we'll just get into your backstory shortly you've trained in your own right before 
Um, you've trained with your father and Father Rob in a training partnership, obviously, for the last six years. Um, and now I guess you're forming a, a semi-partnership with you know, uh, Sarah Childs as well. Uh, what are the benefits of having of, – it's such a full-on job, I imagine, thoroughbred horse training. What are, the, what are some of the benefits of having that, that team rather than it all resting on your shoulders wholly and solely? Yeah, I, I agree with you there, BJ. It's it's a it's quite a grueling job um, for, for 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 one person to head it up. So um, obviously, it's a seven day a week job. Um, we work very long hours. You know, we're up early in the morning. So I really like the partnership situation because it gives everyone a chance to to have some time off and you know uh, spend time with family and and just have a little bit of normality to life, other than you know other than just being stuck at the stables and, and race meetings and, and, and that full-on lifestyle. So I think if, if you can spread the load, um, which which we will be doing, um, you know, it just keeps everyone fresher, on track, um, working better together and, um, you know, it gives everyone a little bit, bit of flexibility in lifestyle. So you have been at it for a while. I think you, you've had your trainer's license for the best part of 20 years now. Um, were, were you 21 when you first got, you took out your trainer's license? So there was never any question that this is what, what you wanted to do. But just going back a little bit further, you said your dad, Rob, was originally a, a jockey. Were you, did you get a chance to see him ride or was he already sort of training by the time you, were, you, you came on the scene? Oh, look, um, I think dad was still riding when, when I came along and, and uh, he often jokes about having to take me to race meetings and, and stuff when I was a little one. But, um, yeah, for, for more from my memory, um, Dad, Mum and Dad have been like training horses. They started off breaking horses for Sarah and Lestier and, and um, that was where they sort of got their, their more training side of it happening. And, um, but since I can remember, we've, we've just always had horses and, and uh, they're they're a major part of our family life, and and we've just always been brought up in that racing environment. So it was inevitable, probably, for me to become a trainer. Absolutely, and yeah, you got to handle some some real high quality horses in your youth. Double Dignity, uh, Noble Baroness, and and later, I suppose, WA Guineas winner Carla Tiara and her full sister Ken Tiara. So there's always really been a a good horse in the stable al- uh, along the way, hasn't there? Yeah, yeah, certainly. We've 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 had some luck with some very good horses, and um, and we've won, you know, we've won some really good races along the way. And um, you know, mum and dad have worked very hard. You know, dad's dad's, you know, he's still at it every morning, and um, they've worked hard to to be where they are. And yeah, we've we've had some really nice horses along the way that have that have been a pleasure to train, and and just you know, fantastic to see them, you know, develop over their time and and um, be really successful. So you trained in your own right for well, while working alongside your dad, um, I guess in in the two thousands. But then two thousand eight, you decided to go to Melbourne to work for Mark Kavanagh, who was a, absolutely flying at the time. He was a you know headline trainer of the likes of Hooper Got You and Mel and These were the the serious thoroughbred racehorses in in Australia at the time. What what was that decision to to go to? Uh, Melbourne to work with Cav and work under Cav and what was that experience like? Um, I, I think you were there 2008, 2009, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Look, I just wanted to spread my wings a little bit. Um, you know, obviously very uh, always watched the, the Melbourne Spring races and, you know, really, really 
was engulfed in by that and I sort of really felt like I wanted to be part of it. So so I'd met Mark some years prior, um, uh, a good client and friend of ours, Sam Pizzino, uh, had raced horses with um, Mark. So I got to meet Mark in Perth uh, one time when he was over and, yeah, so I approached him and um, I was offered an assistant trainer's role there at Flemington and um, grabbed that with both hands and and I was there for the spring of 2009 and we certainly had a, a stable of stars and um, uh, we picked off some pretty big races and, 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 and won the Melbourne Cup with shocking. So it was a, a, a fantastic experience and, and I learned a lot um, and just what, working with what, those. What was that? But honestly, what was that like? First Tuesday in November, a race that you've no doubt watched on the TV your whole life, all of a sudden you're front and centre at Flemington and the stable that you're intensely involved with wins the race. That must have been pretty cool. Yeah, look, it was – It was. I, I sort of found myself – I was pinching myself. I thought, you know, because I sort of only planned to go for 12 months and and to be lucky enough to be involved in the winning stable of the Melbourne Cup was pretty – amazing you know like it was stuff that you dream of and um for it to, to to actually pull it off while i was there was just um you know like i said very very lucky and and i found myself pinching myself because i just couldn't believe it yeah absolutely so what's what's melbourne cup day like when you've when you've saddled up or been a part of the winner like that what was the, what was the night like what can you let the listeners know what was the we can only dream about what the celebrations would be like. I mean, a few of us know when we win a maiden or something at Mount Barker, <laughs> how we carry on. But uh, it must just be a completely whole other level when you take out um, the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, look, it's a pretty unbelievable experience. Um, Lawrence Eels, uh, that owns Shocking, he's a fantastic down-to-earth guy and he, um, he certainly got the whole stable involved in the celebrations. Everyone was welcomed back at the Crown and, Crown could have put on a party for the for the winners of the Melbourne Cup, and you know it, it was just a huge celebration, and and you know a lot of work went into getting that horse to the race, and he he qualified just on the Saturday before the Cup. That's uh, right, yeah. He, he only just squeezed his way into the field at the last minute, didn't he? Yeah, he forced yeah. his way in there, and um, you know, Cav really uh, his timing with that horse was just perfection. And um, he was quite a, a big, gross horse, and he he was adamant that he had to get those runs into him, and he he knew that he'd be peaking right at the right time, and it just all worked out that way. And and then to win it, like he had a very hard run in in running, and um, he just sort of really found the line well, and uh, it was just such an exciting race, and and um, the celebrations were pretty heavy um, <laughs> afterwards, but. Um, as you as you know, it's uh, straight back to work the next day. It was the Tuesday, you know, of the busiest week of the year, and and we were all back at work on Wednesday morning. Yeah, the um, yeah, like that experiencing that the pulsating spring carnival um, and being at the coalface must have been must have been quite uh, memorable for you, Toddy. Now. Um, you had to cut short your your stay in Melbourne, I suppose, in a way, to come back and and uh, reunite with um, under the Harvey Racing banner at the time. And, and since then, you know, you've you trained um, heaps of winners and formed the partnership with your dad in in 2014, which we we spoke about. Uh, some of the good 
some of the quality horses that you had, you know, Premadale and especially in more recent times, Tradesman, and then um, who who happened to go across and win races in Victoria and Queensland. Is that right, Tradesman? So yes, um, he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's recently recently retired and in, enjoying life as a pleasure horse. Um, but really, over the last, I guess, two seasons, Misty Metal's really been the the flag bearer for your for your stable and. Um, and yeah, and it's it's really exciting, I imagine, for everyone to have her stepping out in the Bowfine on Saturday. She's looked pretty mint in both her lead up trials. What's what's the confidence levels like heading into the hundred thousand dollar feature this weekend? Oh look, we couldn't be happier with her, BJ. She's um, she just looks terrific. She's really fit. Um, she had a bit of a, a niggling hoof issue that was causing her some some trouble earlier in the season and. Um, she's completely over that now and she's in terrific order. Um, we gave a really solid blowout in the first trial this time around and and then just gave her that nice so, uh, soft trial uh, last Monday or the Monday before just just to have her really nice and solid for this 1,000-metre sprint Saturday. So it's a, not a bad field. I guess she's considered the equal major winning chance alongside Essential Spice and uh, Sam is that the um, quality four-year-old from the uh, Chris Game Jimmy Yard? Uh, the thousand meters, Belmont really up her alley. You imagine that the the speed's going to be ramped up with a horse like Mervyn being in the race. What what are you thinking tactically with Sean McGrady on board? What's your what's your hopes and dreams for the way that the race is the bowfine's going to pan out? Um, I think it's going to be quite a tactical race. Um, you know, there is a lot of top end speed. Um, with the Ganjimi runner, uh, Supermaxi, Supermaxi. Yep. yeah, and also uh, Roy Rogers' horse is quite fast. Yeah, Tranquilla Sunrise. Yep, and Luke's horse Mervyn is obviously a, you know a very fast horse and a known front runner. So, look, um, I, don't, I don't think I would like to see her getting into any sort of speed battles or anything like that. She, she's um, she's versatile. She doesn't have to lead. We've obviously seen her lead and 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 win very well. She likes it. She likes a hot tempo. So, you know, if if they're going quick enough for her and Sean can just get her comfortable, I'm more than happy to see her not not lead and just and just take a bit of a sit. But um certainly if if the if Sean feels that the pace of the race isn't isn't to his liking or to her liking, um, I would be happy to see her roll. She's a real speed demon, isn't she? Misty Met. I mean, first up, last preparation, she ran second in the Prince of Wales Stakes over a thousand meters at Ascot. She got run down late by Flirtini with Stageman back in third. Was probably a bit stiff that day, half sort of half slow away and got stuck behind the leader, and and it sort of impacted her winning chances a touch. How do you feel as though you've got her compared um, first up compared to her first up performance last campaign? Uh, look, I, I feel that we've got her a little bit more forward than where she was first up last time. I think she's a, a fair bit more solid and, and, and fitter going into Saturday. You know, her track work has been first class and, and her recovery and, and everything has been excellent. I, I just really feel that she's a fitter horse going into this race than she was the Prince of Wales. And, um, yeah, we just we just really thrilled with how she, how she is in herself. She's... she's um, She's feeling really well, and uh, <laughs> I just got to keep her wrapped up in cotton wool because she's she's very bright and well in herself. So we just we just want to get her there in one piece Saturday. 
Okay, it really looks her her best chance to pick up another another feature um, along the way. I mean, she's been such a good horse for your for you and your stable over the last couple of seasons. But will we be seeing a lot more of Misty Metal Toddy, or, or what's what's the future hold for her being such a valuable broodmare commodity? Look, I think we'll just be guided by how she um, performs, BJ. She's, you know, obviously she's she's been a high-class mare for, for quite a few seasons now and, you know, she's a triple stakes winner, so she has got that that valuable price tag probably on her as a breeding breeding mare and um, I think it'll depend on on how she performs in the next two runs as to, as to what direction Lex and Shirley decide to take with her and, you know, I know they've already had a lot of interest in her from from studs and various buyers over east. So, um, I, I think it's it's a bit of a hard call to say at this point in time. But, um, you know, if she raced very well at, a, at, at her next two starts, she she may progress on. Um, I think she's a mare now that that would probably like to be spaced a little bit. So. If if she did press on, we would probably have to space her runs a bit. Um, but yeah, I think I think um, if 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 she performed well, there could be a chance that she might race on uh, into the summer carnival. Um, but that will that'll just depend on 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 her performances. So you said that the first two runs this prep, so that'll be the Bowfine on Saturday, and then two weeks following that, um, potentially the twelve hundred meter. Bolton Sprint, is that right? Are they the two runs? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So it's been a yeah. It's, as I said at the start of the interview, it's been a big week for your stable. You've you've announced that um, the the changes to the the training setup and and that uh, the Todd Harvey Racing banner this week. You've also got Stable Star Misty Medal on uh, on Saturday, but um, we, we we do need to mention um, Black Sabbath, who who sadly passed away earlier this week very shocked to hear what what happened to him must be a very emotional time for the stable and especially the horse's ownership like um and yeah i guess just wanted to see if you could let the listeners know a little bit about what happened and and what lengths that the vets who who i believe worked around the clock what what lengths did the did the vets go to try and save black sabbath's life oh look ascot equine just amazing um you know the horse the horse went down very ill um saturday a week ago and um it was early hours of the morning and and uh we rang Anne-Marie Cullimore she was the vet on call and we got him straight into the hospital and he was pretty much on the operating table within an hour and um they found a a growth in his intestinal wall which is quite rare um um and there wasn't really any signs of of the horse you know, we had no sort of signs that the horse wasn't quite right or whatever, but um, obviously this growth had been hindering him and um, it, it got to a point where his small intestine got – where where he passes his food and his, his manure and whatever, um, it got so tight that he couldn't pass anything through it. So he got to a point where he was just, you know, obviously in a lot of pain and – so they got him on the table and uh, they took a metre of small intestine out and obviously cut the growth out. And um, so he was he was in, you know, he'd had major surgery and uh, the vets there, they worked around the clock on him for nine days. You know, they were, they were attending him every two to three hours for nine days and they really tried hard to save him. 
Um, but unfortunately, he just he just couldn't stop refluxing and and they just couldn't get him onto food and water. So um, the decision was made to, to to humanely put him to sleep, and um, it was a big shock shock to our stable. He was a he was a lovely, genuine horse, and I think you know in recent times there had been a bit of conjecture about his performances and you know he he, he looked like such a talent as a two-year-old and um you know he, his form did slip a bit although although racing competitively just wasn't at that same level and mm. and um that the the growth that they took out of him they sent it off to the lab and and they feel that it had been there for quite a number of years and and even even could have been there since his you know since he was a yearling two-year-old so right. so I, th- I think this issue may have held the horse back somewhat um and uh it could explain why his form just wasn't quite as good as what it was as an early horse um so you know it's it's very disappointing he was a, a horse with a lot of ability and he was only young too wasn't he really so yeah, we, rising, you know, that, rising five-year-old as well had a lot, lot of racing ahead of him. Yeah, that's correct. And if if we just if we had have been able to get him through the surgery, it, it could have been interesting to see, you know, how he performed. Um, you know, had we have been able to get him right, but but um, yeah, obviously, uh, I, I can't thank Hascot Equine enough. They were just they were just terrific, and and they they worked really hard to save him. But but obviously, uh. It, it, he couldn't be saved, and and it was sad for the owners, um, and it was really sad for our our stable and staff. You know, they're all very attached to him, and and we 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 love our horses, and and we do get attached to them. So um, it was it was a sad day. Yeah, and it's good to remind you know, like we're here talking about you know training winners and you know winning and and gambling and punting as we do on on our podcast but it's important to know how much that the horses mean to the participants and how loved and how well cared for they are especially in this this current current climate where you know animal animal welfare is um is you know foremost in a lot of people's minds and um need to we need to make sure as an industry that we're doing the right thing by our horses and to hear you know how much these horses mean to people and when they pass on as as uh, suddenly as Black Sabbath did, like it, it really knocks the wind out of um, out of everyone's sails. So our condolences go to the to the stable and to the connections, Toddy. Um, so I know that you have to head off shortly to saddle up a couple at Pinjarra this afternoon. Before yeah. you go, um, you've also you've got just a quick run through. You've got Gifted Warrior also lining up. He's got the blinkers on on Saturday. You've got, I've got some nice young horses coming through the system. Can you tell the listeners before you head off, how do you think Gifted Warrior is going to perform? Uh, if there's any horses that we need to keep an eye out for. And also, what about the the yearlings that you purchased this year? How are they progressing through the early stage of, the, of their educational uh, preparations? Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, yes, uh, Gifted Warrior uh, has finally drawn a barrier. He's had a, a pretty luckless campaign, you know, hindered by by pretty horrific barrier draws. So um, it'll be good to see him get an economical run Saturday. And um, Sean goes back on. Sean knows the horse very well. So it'd be nice to just see him be able to posse up a bit closer and, and, and get a nice run. And I think you'll see him find the line quite well. Um, has he worked with the, has has he worked with the blinkers on Toddy and what what sort of what sort of change does that does can that make to a horse like Gifted Warrior? 
Uh, Paul was just slightly disappointed with him the other day, so so we just thought we'd put the blinkers on him. We worked him in the blinkers, and and it, and it just seemed to sharpen him up a bit. So, um, you know, we're hoping for a little bit better performance from him Saturday than than his last run. Um, but uh, you know, with he's he's a horse with good ability. Um, uh, he's a bit he's quite a way into his preparation now. So we, you know, as long as he holds form and um, and everything goes goes well for him in the run, you know, I think you can ins- expect a, a, an improved performance from him. Okay. So pro consent, he went around last Saturday. He was he was brave, probably ridden a bit closer than usual perhaps um, due to the circumstance of the race. Does he go out now or are you pressing on with him, remembering he won the uh, provincial championship final at Belmont uh, two or three starts ago? Uh, look, he's he's had a terrific prep, and um, he's actually pulled up really well from his run Saturday. So, um, yeah, we're just considering his options. Um, we, we we might just give him a little bit of a freshen up at this point, and I, I don't think he would need too long off. He's a very sound horse, and he's he's very consistent and he's in very good order. So um, he might just have a bit of a freshen up for a few weeks, and um, it won't be too long before we see him back on the track. Okay. Season 2021, 20, Todd Harvey Racing. Who are the who are the young guns? Who are the young horses that are gonna uh, help you know take the stable to the to another to another level? Who are who can we keep an eye out for? Oh look, we've got some really nice young stock, and um, you know we're really excited about all our yearling purchases. And you know there's a couple of really nice two-year-olds coming along. Um, Sam Surian's one to follow. He's uh, obviously the half brother to Samazdat and Samavere, and just a beautiful type of horse, and you know has showed a lot of natural ability. And um, yeah, he's just come back from the paddock, and just he's matured and grown, and he's one to really follow. I, I really like the horse, and I was quite impressed with um, Fire Goddess's uh, first up run at Northern. She didn't have much luck uh, there, and um, she found the line really well, and she's a playing God filly that that looks like she's going to appreciate a bit further and I think she'll be a really nice horse to follow going forward. And there was a bit uh, of a, there was one that had a bit of a quiet trial on Monday, Toddy, another playing God. Uh, Lord Lord only knows. What what can you tell us about him? Yeah, look, he's a lovely big horse um, too, very athletic horse and um, uh, he hasn't been an easy horse. He's, he's, he's quite strong-willed and he's taken a bit of time to sort of develop and come to hand but we were thrilled with his trial performance and um, I think he's a horse that might need a little bit more time, but um, I think we'll see him at the races in the next couple of weeks. Um, he won't be overtaxed this time in, but um, that's certainly a horse to follow um, maybe into the autumn next year. Okay, last horse I need to ask you about is Q Balling. Uh, he raced at Belmont last start, just got beaten in a uh, in a photo finish over a thousand meters, got a lot of natural ability. Seems to have a very bright future. Is he still in work, or did you tip him out after that last performance? Uh, no, we we put him out. Um, yeah, he's, he's, we just had a few little niggling issues with him, so um, we elected to just put him out, uh, give him a, a bit of time off over the winter, and and bring him back for the summer months. Um, I think he'd be a better horse back at Ascot and and just in the warmer weather. So. Um, um, yeah, so we, he, he's a very promising horse, got a lot of ability um, and uh, we'll certainly be working on him come come the Ascot season and, and, and getting him into some races and, and he'll be highly competitive. 
Good news that, Toddy. Okay, so finally, how can people, how can the One One Faithful learn a bit, a little bit more or find out a little bit more about Todd Harvey and the Harvey Racing Stables? Where, where, can, you, where can you be found, Toddy? Yeah, look, we're we're on um, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and and Facebook, and um, we also have a website um, at www.harveyracing.com.au. Um, so you can you can read up about us there, and um, you, you you'll see over the next um, four weeks uh, some changes to the website. It's going to get a bit of a freshen up and a bit of a new look. So you can keep an eye on that. Um, so you can see all our horses available there. Um, we still have some shares available in some really nice yearlings that we've purchased. Did you, um, did you get another ladies' horse this year, Toddy, and was that fully subscribed? Uh, no, no, there's still, we did do another ladies' horse. We bought a, a lovely Your Song filly out of a Sebring mare. Um, she's lovely. She's been broken in. Um, and we've got a really diverse group of ladies in her, but there's certainly still a couple of spots left in that filly. Um, she was a she was a, a pretty well priced filly, so um, you know people people with a with a lower budget, you know she's certainly one that that some someone could get into at a very reasonable price, and she's a lovely filly um, to go with it. So and, and um, so those those ladies horses are of course eligible for the. Uh, Magic Millions women in uh, women in racing bonus scheme is that right for the Magic yeah, Millions yeah, two year old race? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So it gives you just a little bit more incentive to to perhaps get involved, and yeah, it's good for all the girls to get together and 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 enjoy a day at the races and and then cheer on a horse. Outstanding. So Toddy, it's been a pleasure uh, jumping on the one one having a chat. Uh, everyone here wants to wish you all the best in your new venture or relatively new venture in 2020-21 and um, obviously uh, condolences again for the loss of Black Sabbath during the week and hopefully everyone's spirits can be lifted by a uh, brilliant Misty medal performance in the Bowfine on Saturday. Yeah, look, we're looking forward to Saturday with Misty and, and it's been a pleasure to talk talk with you, BJ. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to the future with Harvey Racing and and uh, we're really proud of of, of where we've we've become, uh, where we've gotten, and 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 where we where we're certainly headed. So um, we're, we're building a good team of people, um, and uh, we're just excited to to try and provide the best possible service to potential owners and 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 our clients, um, you know, our loyal clients that we have already. Well done, thank you, Toddy. Good luck. Thanks, BJ. See you, mate. Once again, huge thanks to Toddy Harvey for coming on the show and uh, and supporting the the one one. Good luck to him again and the connections of Misty Medal in the Bowfine on Saturday. Before we move forward, we must acknowledge our fantastic sponsors, the Mundaring Hotel and Market City Meets. Both these businesses have been here with us from the get go and sponsor our respective WA Racing Mastermind and Get Out Stakes competition. Stay tuned throughout the show for more information on those. Now, we're recording. It's 11.50 on the morning of Thursday, July 9. From a racing calendar point of view, we have nine races at Pinjarra. Four minutes away, Rage. The Three first? minutes away. Giant leap, $1.20. Oof. The Cerise and White. Um, we'll be getting into, we'll be talking a bit about them as the preview something, unfolds. Something different. Both on Stakes Day coming up on Saturday, which we're about to dive into. The weekend finishes up with a Carnarvon meeting mm. on Sunday. Interesting. People have been hounding me all week for this 50 to 1 pop that you uh, threw out 
on the podcast or mysteriously threw out in the podcast last week, Terry. What what can you can you give us an update? Well, well, I it, it ran. Well, there was actually a couple of them actually. Um, I'll I'll talk you through the pair of them if you like very quickly, BJ. The first one was um, City Star. It actually went around at a hundred to one. Was held up the entirety of the straight. I'm not going to make this a horse to follow. I'm not going to make this is the only time I'm going to actually mention this. But um, there's a fourteen hundred meter class two at Kalgoorlie Sunday week. That's how far ahead I already looked at so the we're calendar. Doing, we're doing programming now for. I yeah. um I've I have not been more confident that a horse is going as well as this horse is. Is, um, without winning a race, drops from a 58 plus to a class two. That is, if it goes that way, I'd be very disappointed if it doesn't. And um, I reckon, I reckon you'll open up uh, a big price. And I only think bad luck beats him. City so, star. I'm looking forward to a horse in two weeks' time. That's how I'm going at the moment, Beach. The second one was Whispering Jack. Went poorly, but it was 50s to nines. So um, look, in our game, if we can get him to shorten that much, we almost see it as a win. So uh, you didn't miss much. Okay, Ten. but two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Um, I'm not mentioning it again because I, I actually don't want people to nick me for this. So, <laughs> and I can't, I can't really get on till the next day anyway. So, uh, yeah, um, I don't actually really want to uh, to mention much more. It doesn't take much at 50 to 1 or whatever price she, uh, he goes up. I don't even know the gender of the horse. Um, just wins. Just wins. Okay. Just wins at uh, maybe triple figures even, BJ. Who knows? Why not? Now, finally, if you want to read our stuff online, go to the Betfair Hub. That's betfair.com.au for Terry's analysis. My pre-markets preview the leg up. Launched this morning, 7 a.m. Uh, on the bestbets.com.au website. It can also be found on the Ausrace platform as well. Also, the 1-1 is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Big thanks in advance to all our loyal listeners. All right, well, let's get stuck into this uh, chock-a-block Bowfine Stakes Day preview, BJ. Sounds like a plan, Terry. Let's go. Uh, rail is at the seven metres. Uh, we won't see a drop of rain from Thursday through to Saturday. Um, so we will have a good four track. Uh, as you mentioned last week, and I thought it was uh, really uh, a valid point, something I probably hadn't looked into deep enough, despite the fact we will see the dry track. It's still affected um, in times. It's still affected in um, rail is probably the key. Um, it, it's been a season, and I've said this quite a lot, and I'm probably harping on a bit of it. It's been a season where you do really need to watch a few races. If you're betting later in the day, you're almost better giving up a little bit of a price to just make sure that the inside pad isn't cooked. Um, there's many good runners later on um, who, who have drawn inside or be settling on an inside pad because more often than not, the inside pads, it's just off mm. at the moment. Um, Cripper, who's obviously on the on the cast a bit, um, he he's of the opinion last Saturday that the inside pad was really cold. He goes into that type of data, well, he did for last week, a bit uh, deeper than I did. Um, that makes the runs of horses like Zero Demerits, who came off the fence, that little bit better. I'm not convinced it was as bad um, last Saturday, but, I mean, we, we just have to be so wary. It, it's even when we've had two good four tracks recently that the inside pad has been um, – it's been really sloppy, so – Watch and learn the early races and um, and adjust as we go throughout the day, Beach. Yeah, maximum 20 degrees, sunny. Looks like being a nice day out there Ooh, on cracker. Belmont. So at Belmont on, on Saturday. Yeah, it was – the time suggested it was probably still affected last week, mm -hmm. uh, the Vince Accardi times that I saw. However, there was one horse that was not affected one iota, and that was showmanship. His figures mm. were through the roof and just stood out like the proverbial. So rain, hail, or shine, I think uh, showmanship 
Wow. What a, what a machine. Good Terry. horse. Mm. Good horse. Yeah. All right. So should we just get right into this yeah, two-year-old race in. to kick things off? All right. The two-year-old, uh, the Peninsula Dining Room Plate. Need to go for a, a meal up there shortly, BJ, surely. Mm. Uh, over the 1,000 metres. Um, to be honest, I've, I've stayed out here to your page. I don't really have a hugely strong opinion. The only query I had and, and was interested in your thoughts is uh, Pikey hopping off Bumper Humper, who was a, a nice winner seven days ago, to ride for Simon Miller, um, Bourbon Bow, who failed horribly first up. What did you, uh, did you make of that particular appointment? I suspect that his allegiances to the Simon A. Miller yard were more significant than Bump Harper being a last start winner. That's Jeez, the way that's that really, I read that. Really well worded, mm. BJ. Extremely well worded. That's um, yeah, it's a great answer. Well, 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 <laughs> well done. <laughs> and and also Bourbon Bow uh, C. Simon A. took took this two year old back to the trials on Monday. Four hundred meter breeze up with the blinkers on. Yeah, um, looked like it. Moved really, really well. Looks like it's got plenty of ability, but it just seemed to just completely fall apart uh, on race day, on debut a couple of weeks ago. So who knows? Will he be able to transform his trial form to race day? That's going to be something that we'll have to wait and see. Yes, 100%. So where are you leaning here, Beach? Well, I I found this really tough, actually. I ended up siding with Clairvoyance mm. on debut from the impressive racing Darren McAuliffe yard. Travis Murray. Travis Murray. Yeah, no, yeah. big owner. The original. Levithian. The original mm. WA Racing mastermind himself, he Travis is. Murray. This horse trialed back at, uh, it's won three of its four trials. Larkhill, 9th of March, 950-metre trial, led all the way to beat a horse called Mystical View, who was a recent midweek Cerisean White two-year-old winner with Pike on board. Second uh, horse won, third horse won, fourth horse went huge, big form lines. Big form lines. Then it came out and trialled Belmont 22nd of June, Chris Parnham on board, led again. A couple of horses came at it to go past it, but Chrissy Parnham slipped an inch of rain and it cruised to the line quite stylishly, I felt. From two, I originally thought it might be able to hold up in front, but I imagine Mindari with the blinkers on, they'll just attack Paul Jordan, Craig Staples. Champagne Diva. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a few looking to to, to sort of crash across. Born, born, to born to rule. Pure excitement. So that might mean that Clairvoyance lands leaders back uh, in a tempo race. Just needs a bit of room. I think this filly can impact on debut. I had it rated sort of equal on top with Mindari and Born to Rule. I think it's open about $6, so that's probably third, equal second, equal third favourite at the moment, Clairvoyance. Tough old race to mark, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So no no real strong leaning here, Terry, but if you gun to my head, if I want to give the listeners a tip, I'll be rolling with Clairvoyance. One query horse for you. The only one that uh, I, I did I did very quick replay for one, but uh, I could just feel this wasn't a race I wanted to get too stuck into, so I spent my time elsewhere. Classic Magnus mm. for a very form Lindsay Smith yard. Uh, didn't mind the debut on a big leader bias day. Um, we just mentioned there's a fair bit of uh, toll in this race up front. Never like backing the youngsters that are going to sit and sprint, but uh, Lindsay can't do much wrong at the moment. We're seeing low double figures. Did you like the trial enough to consider Classic Magnus here at all? Yeah, I really like both its trials, to mm -hmm. be honest. Uh, both like your trials. I think I made a strong case for it on debut, actually, back in that okay. Champagne Diva midweek. Was that midweek? It was uh, midweek, yes. Midweek Ascot race. It was the last winner I backed midweek, actually, 26th <laughs> of February. Five, just, just a tick under five months ago. And what about L Smith? Yesterday, he's got another treble. Mm. Uh, the stable mate, Moore, 
first started two-year-old 480 to 250 or 450 to 280 or something like Get a that. a bit of money for it. Beating a nostril. Mm. What about the bold success money? Huge. Was that your money, Guru? I saw oh, you tipped it in geez. your Betfair preview. We, well, I tipped it at $7. That's the problem. I mean, I haven't tipped many winners, but I'm going to bloody neg 10% on Betfair. But uh, I only get given $2.60 for that as my uh, result. So it makes things difficult. But um, I only had half my stake early or what I was trying to get on. I didn't think the money had come to uh, to that degree, but maybe, tough little horse, isn't it? Maybe Marty Rivers and his merry men all well, got together and they, just they absolutely must have, crunched. Oh, they, they must be losing faith, surely. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, it was a good win. But um, yeah, no, Lindsay can't do much wrong at the moment, can he? Yeah, I, I just felt classic Magnus in a tough race would be doing well to finish top three uh, although i think this is a horse that's gonna that's got plenty of upside just maybe wanted to have a look at her especially from the draw on debut um but yeah as i said if i'm given a tip out i'm going to stick with the man himself travis murray clairvoyance on top oh, good luck to the original mastermind race two free entry to belmont park is there anywhere else you'd want to be <laughs> honestly even if it's not a race day like there's nowhere else in the world i'd want to be personally <laughs> free entry to belmont park and uh, our mate braddy um brad McManus. brad mcmanus chucked up on us actually a little shout out give brad a few shout outs but i thought he set of markets this morning um, whereas uh, as good a set as I've seen, I usually, he's given me, they're, they're good enough to give me a little limit. It's only a little nibble I'm allowed to have on a Saturday morning, but they're good is enough that, to give me a little. Is that a VIP situation? Yeah, a little bit, I guess. Mm. So. Fair enough, isn't it? Mm. And um, I didn't have a bet, I don't think, this morning. It would have been the first time. I usually can find at least one a race, but it's obviously only a little tidbit we get on early. But no, tremendous looking set. And he chucked on Twitter last night. I'd love to see everybody's um, markets for, for a race of this nature that uh, will divide opinions. But I do think most people um, will have the same horse on top here, BJ, and that is Pucker Punyal. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Lindsay Smith. Speaking of Lindsay Smith, mm. good segue. Exactly right. He, um, uh, this, this filly um, has only won one of the six, but arguably should have won a couple more. Yep. Uh, her two runs back this time in. First up, she gave uh, Bright Diamond the card up. Um, and was always going to be overrun by that filly. And second up, went forward, ended up having to breeze outside of Levitate, um, kicked clear alongside Bright Diamond. The three of them were about 40-odd lengths by, uh, to fourth. That might be, might be a couple less than mm -hmm. that. But they were a fair way back to fourth. Uh, huge effort to keep on coming. Went down the narrowest of margins to Bright Diamond. Um, she has to be the on-top selection for me here, BJ. I Price? worry. I marked mm. her $2.80, so I didn't actually go early. Wish I did now probably. Wish I took some of the – about that price because my market was to 100% and I – could have had her a little thinner. I just had. I've just got a bit of respect for a few of the other runners. Yeah, from, me too. Um, but the, the the reason I didn't probably have her two dollars ten is the fourteen hundred back to twelve hundred. Um, That's why I had her three dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I think she'll trade thin. I think she'll be the horse they want. But yep. in saying that, I'll be happy hopping in Betfair at three dollars plus. Secret statue. It was a nice maiden winner. I think we're all getting a bit overexcited about that maiden win. I don't think it was that good, to be honest with you. It looks aesthetically a lot better than it does because um, the horse that she got over the top of late, uh, he princess. got over the top of late, Wicklow Princess, was stopping dead after being um, wide the whole way. The horse around third or fourth, Cool Dude Oscar, uh, is one of the slower horses in WA. Um, cool Dude Oscar was actually hitting the line um, not – anywhere near as well as Secret Statue, but it was actually hitting the line really well. And I don't think 
I don't think that bodes well. Um, that was one of the weakest maidens you'll see. Wicklow Princess is a 16-start maiden. Might win today. While we're recording, actually, BJ might mm-hmm. actually win today. But um, very, very, very weak maiden. Most of those horses will not win a horse race. So this is a massive step up in class for Secret Statue. Um, not Definitely not saying cannot, cannot, cannot win because we see these Cerise and Wright winners uh, elevate massively um, at their second career starts. But um, has to be there. Has to be the risk course here, but uh, I can't see a reason why Captain Kink Silken Eyes can't win this race either. To be honest, it's a cracker. Um, Three dollars plus Puckapunyal if I can get that late. Otherwise, I'm going to stay out and have a watch. What do you make of Platinum Bullet? Uh, good, like like Platinum Bullet. Just think uh, with Pike off, even though probably wasn't his last two steers on this um, on this filly probably weren't too crush hot actually. Um, Gets the map and whatnot. I just – I don't know if we're carrying 59 and beating a horse like Pucker Punyal mm. who's sort of probably yet to peak this campaign or is probably just in the process of peaking this campaign with three and a half kilos less. So um, Platinum Bullet's the one that I've got a bit further out in my mark. It's probably the one I'm not considering regardless of a price late. Um, Captain King's going to be the forgotten runner here. Really? Forget it's the, it's- 480 at the moment, Captain King. Is it? Well, yeah. watch Betfair late. Suspect, okay. suspect this will really get out the door late. And could, well, I thought that could be a bet. might be the forgotten runner. One of those two will be yeah. the forgotten runners. I've, I've marked them both at $6.40. I think he's good enough, Silken Eyes. Yeah, yeah, maybe he did. Maybe he spun his wheels a bit uh, in the wet last start. Maybe he didn't like going underneath horses. He's pretty close too, actually. Maybe, yeah. maybe his couple of career wins have been... Maybe not as good as we think. I don't know. Jury's got to still be out. The jury, yeah. but it's just this is a cracking little race. If I get my plan is very simple: three dollars, uh, puck a punyal or play. Otherwise, I'll stay out and watch and um, yeah, enjoy. Yeah, I'm similar to you, Terry. I've got puck a punyal on top in my leg up. Uh, price isn't there for me. If I'm looking for an overland race, it currently sits with Silken Eyes. Started favourite first up, heavily back. Titles ten thousand meters. I think. With a slightly more patient ride from Paul Harvey, saved up. He's got a big kick um, when he's right, Silken Eyes. He can make things really interesting, I believe. Yeah, but Puckapunya was my on-top selection. Silken Eyes, the big danger. I'm with you. I, I'm, I wasn't entirely convinced with Secret Statue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, just when it uh, Secret Statue. I think uh, the one thing I do think Secret Statue can do is settle closer, though. Yeah. Uh, got a long way back because of the wide gate. It actually, actually jumped quite, quite well. well. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. So the back of the leader isn't an impossibility here, um, but dropping the bit as he did between sort of the six and the four, he can't be doing that against these horses. So, yeah, I it's a great watch. We're a really interesting watch. Never want to put a line through one of Bob's, but um, really looking forward to the race. Good. Race three is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap over the 1,600 metres. Looks as though it's a really, really nice option. Oh, here we go again. Lindsay Smith for a mm. uh, very progressive filly, Aberdeen Queen. Made a mess of them midweek. Same weight, same track and distance. Jared Noski on board. She does have gate 13 to contend with at the moment. But to me, I suspect she's got a significant class edge on these and looks the one to beat again, clearly. Terry? Yeah, she clearly does. Uh, that was a, a dominant victory. Had had the favours in the run in regards to sure, the fact they yeah. went mad. There was weak speed around her. Jared pulled her out at the right time. But, um, yeah, very simply, she's the best horse in this race. There's no doubts about that. Uh, my, my query here is there's no, there's no obvious leader in the race, so they might not go along at much of a tempo. I'm expecting... Stella Ann yeah, to probably Stella lead them. Leading, yeah. I think Stella Ann would probably prefer to take a sit. Far better horse 
with a sit. Um, the Stellar Round was huge last start in that Aberdeen Queen race too. They went to the 600. They went six lengths above benchmark. Um, she Stellar Round breezed, gave a really nice kick. She was basically in a photo for second with um, moderator. side moderator yeah. and a few other um, horses who go around here at half the price, if not if not less than that. With moderator, I think moderator is about six bucks. She's twenty one dollars. So look, I think they've got to be aggressive here. Even though they'd prefer the stable, would prefer a sit. I think they have to go forward and really own the fact they're the only obvious speed horse in this race. Um, and I think Stellar Round can give a fair bit of cheek mm -hmm. uh, out in front. Don't think she's got the class, but um, look, now Noski's probably going to have to be somewhat aggressive with Aberdeen Queen. Yeah. Uh, I think from 13, he can't just drop drop her out to last because they, they might go that slowly um, that she's in an unwinnable position on the back of horses that won't take her into it. So, I mean, if he looks for a spot midfield and a slowly run race, and obviously the slower they go, the harder to find a spot because there's less um, stringing th out. Three wide with cover. Yeah, exactly take, right. So, I mean, yeah. you've got to think with the big weight, there's a chance that Aberdeen Queen gets posted here. There's, there's got to be a, a chance of that occurring. So, I won't be hopping in at the even money. Um, I've marked a $2.50 just because of the, the issues. Yeah, I, I, was, can, I was 280 here. Yeah, yeah 280 Just issues I can see with the map. On the current market, um, Gifted Warrior, who we were just talking to Todd, Earlier, Gifted Warriors were forget run last start. There was a typical Paul Harvey. I'm just putting him away. No interested in the conclusion of that race. Previous efforts, all good in probably better races besides Aberdeen Queen than this. I've marked Gifted Warrior 13, so $18 is a little spec. Uh, street Fair, if this was Mitchie Pateman sticking on, mm. um, who could ride a broomstick at the moment? This would be a big each way go. Alan Kennedy. Mitchell Pateman, uh, blonde hair. For or against? Yeah, no, against definitely. <laughs> toilet brush head. Yeah, there's a few of them. In the few of them that play for Freo. Actually, I'm not not sure about the uh, the toilet brush head thing, but uh, anyway, it's because when your heads, it looks like you your head's a toilet brush. So in case I had to explain that, but um, yeah, no, look, not not a big fan personally, but uh, each to their own. I can't say a great deal. So what was the other one? Uh, look, Perceptive Miss gets the back of the leader and can run a race in a slowly run affair, but is more of an ascot horse or a, probably more of a country horse, to be honest. But yeah, Aberdeen Queen should be winning. I'm going to have little specs on um, on Stellar Anne, uh at 21 Street Fair at about nine bucks and something small and Gifted Warrior at 18, but um, very small little specs, BJ. Yeah, Aberdeen Queen should win. Again, price isn't there at the moment for me. I was, I was around the 280 mark, uh, 230 available at present. Biggest dangers for me, Street Fair was a horse to follow. I think it was on last week's podcast. It was huge. Really, huge Street run. Fair was yeah. huge last up. Probably almost should have won. And um, Same problem for Street Fair is the map, though. There's yeah. no real speed in this. And agree, yeah. agree with Terry as well and with Toddy Harvey. Toddy's predicting an improved performance from Gift of Warrior. Blinkers on, better draw, can posse up in a slowly run race. The horse that could be the absolute blowout, Bonneville Black. Trolled super at Belmont the other day. Opened fifty to one locally. Jade McNaught's going to get back and be flooding flooding home. Could be mad, Terry, but we'll discuss that later in the show. Jeez, I had Bonnieville Black on the second of February, BJ, in a class one. Ever ever watch against Mexi Cola, who went round at about a dollar sixty. Mm. I had Bonnieville Black going for a small fortune. It was a. I don't think it was Peter's best ride. And uh, <laughs> Peter Hall. I, yeah, I. Uh, I haven't forgotten that day. And it came out one at its next start at, um, after being backed off the map. So it owes me a buck, but geez, it'll be uh, some type of ride from Jade to get um, to get him home from, mm. from 14. Trial was good. Might just follow Jared in running. Who knows? Could mm -hmm. be mad. I like it. Race four, moving right along through this preview. I don't think we'll spend too much time on this one, will we, Terry? The no. Swan River Vars. Set weights, 
2,200 metres. Uh, really, this, this race has unfortunately fallen away significantly, which leaves material man dollar forty five in this uh, eight-horse field. Marked. I marked him a dollar thirty-five, so he justified as a bet. But uh, no, should win and should win easily. Uh, this is completely and utterly set up for him, Beige, and should just drop to last, pacing the race from stable mate. Noir de Rue and Taxigano will go forward, and um, yeah, Paul Harvey can just make his move depending on the the clip of the race when he wants to go past him. Yeah, should we'll, be winning comfortably. We spoke about Justin Warwick's incredible training performance last week to uh, last start to get um, Material Man to win the Strickland Stakes. Only just over a week after he rejoined his original trainer, uh, he just pulled away from Perfect Jewel, the Velvet King, and Mississippi Delta the other day, like he just joined in. It was he just wound back the clock the other day, Material Man. He'll be winning at the shorts. This is a pretty low race. I'm expecting. Um, Taxigano to be an improver? What do you think? Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. I, if you go through, Taxigano hasn't put a bad run in in its last 20. Um, there's been three bad runs. And again, not this isn't a knock on Steve Parnham, but all three were when Steve was on. So perhaps the horse and Steve didn't agree with each what other. About soft tracks as well? Um, He's one on a heavy though. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not too perturbed about that. His effort in the Roma Cup first start with Peter Hall on the 16th May was huge. Yeah, if we go great. back to yeah. there. So the, uh, maybe the horse is simply, there's something not right with the horse and... Uh, I'm not sure. The blinkers going on, Mitch going on. You couldn't ask for a better front-running jockey to go on at the moment. Um, I, I honestly believe if Material Man is to be beaten, it's by Taxigano. If Taxigano improves and runs to his best going forward, yeah. he can definitely give this a shake. So the only danger yeah. for me – If it turns um, into a war or something like that, Taxigano at his best, yeah. Exactly right. But yeah. this is definitely not me tipping Taxigano. I think Material Man's a certainty. Yeah, and we did speak about Mitchell Payman. Five winners at Cowboy mm. on Sunday. Uh, how's this though? Five winners and what's one of the two that – doesn't get up escalating the one I own. <laughs> you wouldn't read about it, would you? <laughs> nah, well done. Huge effort to ride uh, to ride five. Especially how, are we, how are we going to get escalating over the line? Uh, Mitch has done everything he can. He's led. He's taken a seat. He's, he's given it. Uh, he's given it pretty much the perler. The ten out of ten, nearly every start he's ridden it. So, no, nah, I think escalating's a. Um, is always going to be standing next to the bride. I'd suggest. Okay. No. Why don't Why don't we? Put Maddie on, ask her to ride three wide, no cover. No, that like might that. be the go. That that's our last, go. yeah, that's our last draw, I think. Okay. So, yeah, Material Man. Uh, one thing I want to add on this race, Terry, mm. a bit of trivia for you. Okay. Did you know the last two Swan River Vars winners have both gone on to claim Group 1 glory in the Eastern States? Can you name the horses and can you name the races they went on to win? Oh, dear. Gadding? McKinnon, McCarvey Diva, and come play with me. Correct, Metropolitan. That's ah. right. <laughs> yes, that wasn't pre-planned either. That's. Uh, oh, I'm happy with that. High fives all around. Where's Spotty, my I, dog? I put, High five, Spotty. Come <laughs> celebrate with me, Jeff. I put the guru on. Uh, on I'm surprised. I got under the like pump, him. and he responded. There we go. He like bold success yesterday. <laughs> Just gave it the stick at the two, and here he comes. So right. yeah, like material man could. Could invariably win this, go east, win a group one. Who knows? Speaking of going east. Oh, Material Man's not going anywhere again. I'm only joking. Speaking (laughs) of of going east, uh, Velvet King and Gadding, who we just mentioned, they will now be joining Peter Moody, comeback black caviar champion trainer Peter Moody. Alongside Criminal Code. Criminal Code? Criminal Code's going to – Chris Waller. Sorry, Criminal Code. I read something earlier. Chris, uh, Chris Waller. 
for the, Criminal Code. Yes, I just read it on. Uh, was, Chris. He, was he WA Derby place getter, Criminal Code? I think so. It was in the race. Um, uh, yeah, so no longer going to. First up. No longer going to Lindsay Smith. Uh, getting the Velvet King are teaming up with Peter Moody. So that was some news coming out of mm-hmm. West Australian Racing Circles yesterday. So all eyes on Material Man in this year's edition of the Swan River Vars. Terry, the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition is back. Finally. 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 So congratulations to the team up, in, uh, up at the Mundaring for – surviving covid and all the uh, pressure and restrictions they've been under they've pulled through and um yeah once again the mastermind competition is up and running hundred dollar gift voucher available to the winner of our wa racing trivia quiz now firstly just letting everyone know that the mundaring hotel has been the heart of the hills since 1899 Located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Um, if you get a chance, drop in and see the, the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day. Let him know you're a one-one listener. Feed, flutter, froffies. It's all happening up at the Mundaring. So we've got three Bofine Stakes questions loaded, ready to go. Terry, I'll be interested to see how you get on with this one, but we'll kick things off. Name the horse that was first past the post in the 2018 Bofine Stakes but was later disqualified. Question two. Chris Ganjimi has four runners in this year's Bofine. Name the Ganjimi racing horse and the jockey that won the 2015 edition of the Bofine. Finally, a little blast from the past. Who rode Lady Wild, the Vernon Brockman trained Lady Wild, to win the 2001 Bofine Stakes? That it? That's it. Jeez, I thought you were going to throw up a couple of half volleys today, BJ. They've um, they've reared they've reared off a good length. Those three. Uh, I've gone zero for three. Zero for three. I've gone zero for three. I think. Yeah, I, I might know the second one. Um, disappointed. I don't know the first one. I love a good controversy. Yeah, um, but it's not coming to me. So no, zero from three. They've all gone straight past the outside edge. Okay, so if you think you're good enough, make sure that you private message your answers to us at the one one pod on Twitter. The answer to the three quiz questions, we'll we'll post them on our Twitter feed as well for anyone who missed them. And uh, yeah, hundred dollar gift voucher up for grabs. Heart of the Hills since eighteen ninety nine, the Mundaring Hotel, Terry. I like it, BJ. It's good to have the the mastermind back. Sure is. And we have to now move on to race five, the Glenroy Chaff handicap. Mm, can you a... hear that? Can you hear the vortex starting to whip up again, Terry? Yeah, well, we just saw a dollar twenty odd pop get up in the first at uh, Pinjarra. Wearing the famous Cerise and White. Wearing the, the, the pink and cream, yes. Mm-hmm. We did just see, uh, we see, did just see Giant Leap get up. It's uh, Windstorm will probably go around. It's a very, a very similar quote. I think that was trading $1.29 late on the exchange. And there, say Windstorm will go around um, around that price. Probably not the $1.10s this start because there has to be some risk of bad luck from barrier one here, um, Bernard. I'm, I'm a bit surprised by the price. What do you, what, longer, shorter? What are, what are we talking at it's the moment? It's a dollar twenty eight, dollar thirty two. You got to put it up moment. at that. How how often does it lose? One in four. Mm. 
Two and four, 50-50. Yeah, I, I'm going to be fascinated to see what the exchange does late. Yeah, there'll be a couple looking to take it on, but mm. uh, all the ratings players will obviously be, be big on Windstorm, but yep. um, no bad luck. And uh, don't forget, we've been talking about those cold inside pads. Mm. Don't want to be four back the fence on a, um, on a sloppy rail. And what about to 1,200? Yeah, I think as we, we discussed this- is this, very um, intriguing. Yesterday, didn't we? And we, yep. we said we think it's a programming issue because I don't think military ruler would have been wanting to drop back to the 1200 either. But um, unfortunately, there is a lack of options. I do think military ruler will probably back up next week mm-hmm. in the mile race. So this might be just a little bit of a pipe opener for that. They might be looking to get. And how, how well have they got military ruler back off mm-hmm. one year, no trial? Um, two huge performances against showmanship and windstorm. So tremendous, another tremendous training effort. Darren puts in, um, yeah, he's he's someone you never you never discount if a horse has gone horribly, or if a horse is a thousand to sixteen hundred, or if it's just a sort of a, a unique looking setup. He's a trainer you always um, you have that little bit of respect for that he can pull off the impossible. Yeah, he's too good for me to some degree. So, too but look, good to I can't give you much here apart from the fact I think Windstorm's a risk. I wouldn't be putting you in. Some people like to take their dollar twenty bankers in the multis. I wouldn't be doing that with the uh, with the Stormer here uh suspect you'll win but geez i reckon you'll lose a few years off your life if you're hopping into the dollar 20 from four back the fence pinson will cross massimo might cross pinson then from out wide you're going to have military ruler coming across son of a god coming across could as i said very well end up four back the fence um no standout for second i basically grouped cryptic love uh military ruler coming back to the 12 was a negative um but Love the former military ruler. Uh, Massimo, how many more runs has he got in him? I'm not sure, but geez, this could be a nice setup. Probably, yeah. gets, probably gets the 1 1 mass. And son of a god goes down in weight, but obviously rises in class. And Chloe will try and do the exact same thing she did last start. So, who have, so you got, who have you got leading? Surely this has got Massimo written all over it out in front. No, Massimo won't lead this. I, I don't think. You don't reckon? Oh, I don't think so. I think they'll be pretty aggressive, military ruler. And son of a god probably will have no interest in. Um, in breezing unless it's military ruler um clipping they'll, they'll go along at a nice clip here you, you know that for a fact uh, but i think massimo will park just behind and probably on the outside of pin sun in yeah, the right. one one that's what i'm thinking but um if he was mine straight to the front no i've been waiting for massimo with cover all campaigns yeah, so he, i'm not, he, I'm he, not they, they're talking back to a thousand the other day and pike couldn't hold him he couldn't hold him any slower like just charged on him well that so, was a funny he missed the kick ended up a long way back that was a funny run race mm. that one i mean that was a that was one of my that was a tough old day on the on the wrecks that day uh, <laughs> I, think I, I think i spoke to you yeah after that you run. did i was i think i was desolate <laughs> probably a word you'd, you'd probably use that day when western pride was beaten by 17 the worst part about that was i read on twitter an analyst on twitter i mentioned my name mentioned that the reason western pride failed that day was because he was three wide with cover and he, he struggled he was beaten 17 lengths i mean and People are paying for this stuff. You're kidding me, aren't you? Um, but anyway, BJ, I can't. That wasn't group. my stuff, was it? <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're kidding me. I, uh, I, I'm just dumbfounded. Uh, I, uh, I can't really separate the rest. Yeah. I just want to stay out. I'm going to watch this horse race. Um, look, if I've marked all those ones I just mentioned in the group around the $15 mark. Yeah. Um, if you give me sort of 40 to 1 late yeah. bet fare for one of them, I might hop in each way. All right, um, so if, if all hell breaks loose and P- Pikey's held up, nowhere to go, can't get clear, yeah. the wizard's pogo stick goes missing exactly when he needs it, Who who's going to be the, the person, who's going to be the horse rather to take advantage of this situation? Uh, military love mass. 
Okay. Probably, yeah. I'm, so. I'm Massimo, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I just mentioned three horses in one. That was yeah. a joke, in case you missed that one. So, uh, I, don't, I really don't know. Maybe military rule, but as I said, I think they've got a they've got an eye on the um, on the mile next week. Well, I think they would. I don't. I don't know that for a fact. But yeah. uh, no, don't know. Cracking race after this is genuinely the race of the day after Windstorm, though. And yeah. um, if you are confident, uh, or if you if you like a little each way play on some value, you're going to get it here, and you're going to you're going to earn it because um, Windstorm is a risk. All right. So here's my theory. Okay. Why isn't Windstorm going to a fourteen and progressing to towards a mile or something? Programming. Uh, I reckon he's on display. Him and showmanship for potential Everest slot suitors. Okay. So that's this is my theory. So I think that Winston, why, why, why Winston is- e What's the Golden Eagle over? 1,500. 1,500. Yeah, but that's Superstorm. That you, know who's in a, that. you know who's in the Golden Eagle market, don't you? Dig deep? Yeah, he is. Of course yeah, he is. Yeah. I don't think that's the plan. I don't, I don't think that's the plan. We're obviously aiming a little higher, but- um, <laughs> Windstorm is in that market. So that's actually got to be worth some form of contemplation, doesn't it? 51 mm. to 1? Because Bob would be, Bob would have that well, idea. Well, Superstorm's already on the float. They've left. Superstorm, Regal Power, Arcadia Queen, Perfect Jewel left three, earlier this three week. Three and four-year-olds or just four-year-olds? Four-year-olds only. So it's it's the race that they're targeting for yeah. Superstorm. So, yeah, I just, I'm fascinated to see why... Bob's kept this horse to, to 1,200. Uh, I, think, I, think it's, I think this horse is on show. It's on show. Same with showmanship. This is on display for those people that have been ringing Bob wanting something for the Everest. They could be just showing, showing the people over the East Coast what he's got over the six furlongs. You reckon that'd be lengthy phone calls with Bob? You reckon he'd really go in depthly tell tell him a few jokes <laughs> between the questions they're really, asking. Or? You'd have to really psych yourself up to speak to I, Bob. I reckon if we that. interviewed him, we'd at least it'd be a shorter podcast because uh, there'd be a lot of yes and no answers. I suspect so. <laughs> he doesn't suffer fools, does he? No, he certainly doesn't. Now, yeah. So anyway, windstorm. Very exciting to see what he can produce. Gate one. Wizard's going to be need to be at his best. If there if something goes drastically wrong for me, I think it could be a horse like Massimo who takes advantage. I actually think they might roll along out in front. The guru disagrees, yeah, but we'll see what happens. They will definitely go along at a clip, though. This will be a hotly contested affair, BJ. Moving on to the first leg of the late quaddy, the Amelia Park Handicap, 1,400 metres, race six on the program. We've got some more Peter's investment, Cerise and White action here with Inspirational Girl resuming from a spell. I suspect that you might be looking to play around inspirational girl, Terry. Is that – this sort of, sort of feels like you might be able to look, in, look for something a bit outside of the square. Um, no. <laughs> no. Really? No, not really, no. Well, the current price is uh, – Hasn't got me, but um, none of the prices have uh, have got me all that much. This is a race, basically, I, I've got it written down that I do believe the two favourites pose risks for different reasons, um, but I can see enough pace in this race for it to turn into a little bit of a mess out in front. Serious Magic will probably lead. Turbo Power, Black Shadow, Rock and Ruler. Bad Wolf will be aggressive. Mm. I've got Bad Wolf breezing. Uh, I think Bow Count might be written quieter. That's why it's gone back to the 1,400 metres to try and replicate its two good runs before its failure at the staying trip. Um, no, I really like Inspirational Girl. It's the same sort of setup as last campaign when she was something like threes out to 550 and just got beaten by Driftstar of all horses mm. um, on the line. I 
I am expecting a similar type of setup here. She She's tardily away. She needs to make her own luck. There's no way in the world I'd be taking $2.20. But I am thinking that the money will come in droves for Flower of Scotland again. So this has been quite an amazing three little goes by the, the I'm not sure if it's the, the Paige Kenny team or who, where the money or why the money's came, but she was, um, Flower of Scotland was first up. She was 12s to fives. Yep. One like a good thing. Second up was about 450 to 280. One like an even better thing. Third up was her best win um, against slightly harder horses, back to 1,000 with the 60 kilos, 1,200 to 1,000, back with the 60 kilos, um, came down the centre of the track and was huge um, getting over the top of Arafura and Missing Pro who were both going very well. Another task here, because we're talking 1,000 up to the 1,400 metres. I'm not too perturbed about that, but my concern is the fact that this is a horse that, as we discussed earlier with Matty Derrick, we want her to be riding with Broom. So gate three, problem. Could be problematic, yeah. There's, as I just listed, there's a bunch of horses there who are going to come across and look to be um, uh, racing in the first probably five or six. I, I know that, Maddie, the, the instructions and her plan will be to stay off the fence, but she might be forced in between horses, and, and that could be troublesome for Flower of Scotland. But, uh, look, I'm expecting the money to come again. I'm expecting Inspirational Girl to get out, um, and I'll be looking very similar to sort of Pucker Punyal earlier. If we can see the price, I'll get involved. Otherwise, I, um, I I probably won't. I'll be I'll be happy staying out. We don't want to be taking shorts about a horse, um, the Inspirational Girl, who at the 300 you probably wouldn't want to be on, but the race will change complexion, I think, heavily late, BJ. But... You are right. This is a race where you can find some value with obvious reasons to um, have a knock on, the, on those two. I think Big Bad Wolf, yeah. big, big Bad. Just about getting towards something. Yeah, it might be one more away. You might reckon? be one more away, but, I mean, you're talking nearly 30 to 1, so um, you're getting the price to have, have something each way on if that's the way you want it to go. A. Kennedy off uh, skin and tins on to Bad Wolf. That yeah. was my next line. So mm. he's obviously, I, I dare say he's had the choice though. McGrady has rode skin and tins to victory in the past from memory. So that, that maybe that was Ashley singing. But um, now Bad Wolf was really good last start yeah. around, um, against Windstorm when deep the trip. And first and second up runs in the state were both really good as well. So his best form over East was when settling in the first few. So expect aggressive tactics. Just don't know if he can breeze and win and don't know how easily he gets to the breeze either so it's just a bit sticky in that sense um skin of tens no reason you can't win he's, he's one of the most honest horses in wa but um that honesty doesn't often translate to victories uh fire maker is really nicely in here really like the setup for fire maker but the problem is he's going to be four back the fence and that's just such a difficult ride uh, and everything needs to go right now i think if a horse is going to win from four back the fence and i think inspirational girl will probably finish over the top yeah. of that horse yeah Abby Lane, who Brad said was the uh, the big supported horse on uh, – we need to do a little segment, the supported horses in the morning maybe. That's a little thing we could bring in. But so apparently the money came pretty hard this morning for Abby Lane. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm keen, Abby Lane, actually. So mm. I marked her third favourite, and mm. the, the $18 this morning was over my quote. Uh, the concern for me with Abby Lane was obviously it's going to be a good four. She, her best form is comfortably in the slop. She's also not taken advantage of some good gates at times. We're just making a little bit of a mess at the start. So uh, word of warning for anyone backing Abby Lane. Um, but, yeah, cracking little race. You can make it's, – it's a good leg of the quad. You either – Either sort of go two out with your two favourites or you can actually look for a bit of value and, and, and stretch it around a bit. But Sam, look, I'm going to be looking for a price inspirational girl late. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think inspirational girl, like really, 
as you said, got beaten by Driftstar, but was almost a moral beating that day. So could be unbeaten, to be fair. Mm-hmm. This isn't a very outstanding bunch, is it? And uh, this Cerise and White mare looks like she's going to progress through the grades quite quickly. First up is always got to be a touch susceptible. Has mm-hmm. had two trials. And I noticed exact that, same setup, as yeah. Last, exact same trials as last campaign yeah, as well. I, and I noticed that Pikey Eerie. like uh, really woke her up late, and she she was after the finish line was when watched, she was doing yes, her best. Watch the 100, 200 past the post. Yeah. She was motoring. So yeah, should should be winning. If there's uh, an upset, I suppose the I'm I'm operating around Abby Lane and Bad Wolf. Mm-hmm. Bad Wolf is building. Thought it's as Terry said, the windstorm run three wide no cover. Uh, boxed on bravely. The A Kennedy lean has um, is another tick. Uh, Abby Lane was monstrous first up midweek. Right part of the track though. That's all I'll say about that. It was a wet track and it was the right part of the track to be coming down. You wanted to be wide like there. Some of those monstrous runs. I will talk about Double the Pro who won that race later. Double the Pro looked a big run there as well. I think the run of the second horse, one short, was far better coming mm. from the inferior part of the track. Perhaps, so that's yeah. just one thing we need to be wary on. But um, they've always, always, always had a big opinion of Abby Lane and Clint Johnson of Porter is riding very well at the moment. Okay. So, yeah, they're the two that I would be – if Inspirational Girl was going to get rolled, Abby Lane and um, and Bad Wolf look like the, the ones that I'll be looking towards – Flower of Scotland can't fault her form. Maddie Derrick. Starts favourite. You reckon? Yeah. Wow. I told you last week Chantry would start favourite, didn't I? Yeah, you got that one right. <laughs> that was before KC was out, unfortunately. Yeah, but I'm with you. I think the low draw will be interesting. If Maddie can fire out, and this horse settles outside leader, Yeah. it could be just about lights out. Lights out, yeah. Could I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to watching it go around, to be honest. I, I hope Inspirational doesn't Inspirational Girl doesn't get to my quote almost just so I can um, watch and cheer for Maddie here because um, this is a serious – the runs have been seriously Enormous. good. Yeah, Enormous, like yeah. carrying weight as well. Yeah. Always had a lot of ability, this horse, but mm-hmm. just hasn't been able to gel with one particular rider. Mm-hmm. They've tried a lot of different things, but for some reason, Maddie's gone on and the planets have aligned and all of a sudden – this mare has struck career best form like into she's six rising seven. So yeah, you never give up on your horses, punters. And that goes for you too, Terry. Escalating could be we could be talking about him in, in years to come, you know. You never know. But um <laughs> <laughs> the day he cost Mitch a full card. <laughs> so yeah, look at looking forward to seeing how inspirational girl goes. But uh as Terry said, there is a bit of value if you're looking to get this favourite beat in the first leg of the quad. All right, race seven. Um, finally, Wilson Parking have a, a race named after me. Waiting for years for this to finally happen. The <laughs> Belmont Park Booker Bay Handicap. Booker Bay. Booker Bay. Just um, yeah, a bit of Booker T. No, tremendous stuff. It's a really another great race name we got here. When are we getting a race name? Yes. The one out, one back. I mean, what a, what a wickle. Sorry, the one, <laughs> the one, the one, one. I get get confused between the other tremendous uh, WA racing podcast uh okay <laughs> over the 2000 meters looking forward to this race this is the one race of the day i'm, I'm quite enthused about are you i am yeah are you really i think this is so tell me why well, on this race this race falls off a cliff after your first few in my mind sure like you, you just about didn't need a price fourth horse onwards uncle leno la beyond rivalry galore they all sort of battled it out for fourth spot if you like in yep. my uh, in my book uncle leno did win off 30 days last campaign actually quite interesting mm. so should lay this there's plenty of speed in this race and i also think there's a couple of horses who you'll see mid race moves from here bj 
Um, Richardson won his maiden, circling them, uh, whether that was by design or not, I don't know. But they'll look at that and they'll say, well, we couldn't get this bloke up for however many starts before that. And then we've, we've ridden him aggressively. He was tough as nails. I think they'll say to Jay, especially from the wide gate, get rolling into it early. And we know that persistence times a horse that uh, performs pretty well with a mid-race move too. So um, it wouldn't surprise me. Delusky, Claire's after party, even played the fifth if they don't go forward, uh, which I think they will, to make mid-race moves. Long story short, we could get a bunching field here. Roman Flirt is the obvious selection. It's the best horse in this race. Four big wins in a row. Didn't beat March and got perfect steers, but won like a nice horse. Like just won like a horse is going to be winning plenty more staying races. Last start was huge after sitting deep, the trip looming into it. Had to be beaten the way that race was run. But from barrier 17, uh, we'll come in to barrier 13 after scratchings. It's not going to be an easy steer for W Pike. He'll try and go forward. He'll try and land in a spot just behind the speed. But because this is over 2,000, not the 2,200 or any further. Hits the turn sooner. Hits it? the yeah. turn very quickly here. So, look, if you're putting Roman Flirt in a three-wide line, still think he lets down, she lets down and, and – Runs a nice race, but it's just really concerning from the gate. Sentimental gift, huge first up. One second up last campaign at a staying trip. Risk with Lactar, who's still searching for his first Saturday win. Can't be far away. Yeah. Actually, had something small on Zarmeri yesterday at a million to one. You're about Yeah, it was yeah. huge. He nearly, uh, nearly got the chockies. But this, to me, is just completely and utterly set up for Barra Magic. Um, last two runs has drawn the inside gate. Uh, last up, really nice run on a cold fence. Have I mentioned a cold fence at all in the last 32 podcasts? <laughs> ice cold. Ice cold, yeah, yeah. It's a nice coffee, a dare. <laughs> nice coffee. Um, we'll try and get them on board, dare. Where am I going? I've lost it. Barra Magic. Barra Magic. Look, the key to Barra Magic, three career wins. All of them have been dry tracks. All of them have been wide runs. Barry 18 is mm. a blessing. Three, they'll, and they'll know that as well. They'll yeah. be 100% aware that this horse performs 10 times better when able to circle around the field. Um, Barra Magic, 10 to 1, each way, all day long, Bernard. Like it, yeah. Mm. He was in the mix for me as well. Don't get me wrong. If, if Pike pings Roman Flirt out into the 1-1, it's all over. But, geez, that's a, it's a difficult thing to do from, from the wide gate with the short uh, short run into the first bend. So we've got to yeah. look at how the race is going to be run too. Yeah, I had it pegged three horse race as well. Roman Flirt. Sentimental gift, Barra Magic. Everything depends on running position for Roman Fleur. As Terry said, if if the wizard does his thing, lands. If he, all he needs to do is just find cover. If he finds cover, it's it could be game Question. over. So he finds cover three wide line. Barra yep. Magic's two horses behind him. They sprint at the top of the straight. What then? Roman Flirt's wins have more been about field position mm. um, and being able to then sustain a nice run. So being able to out-sprint a horse who really does get home nicely, I think that'll be an interesting one if, if he does have to ride Roman Flirt a little colder than he perhaps would like to. Yeah, potentially, yeah. I've got Roman Flirt on top, a clear standout. I think I had her 2.30, just wins for me. Lactar on sentimental gift, went went good, Huge. First up behind, no apology. Uh, again, as just it's going to be a tricky ride for the junior for the three kilo claimer, and uh, and Barra Magic as everything that Terry said hit the nail on the head. Bang, bang, bang. Eight, uh, eighteen comes into fourteen. We'll just go back, smoke the pipe, circle them in very similar fashion to the way it won over twenty one hundred meters at Belmont back three starts ago, May twenty third. So. Exact same way he won every yep. single career run. He's won. Yep. They're the three for me. Roman Flirt on top. 
I had Roman Flirt at two thirty. Oh, very short. Yeah. I got Roman Flirt at three bucks. So I think from a from a gate, I would have probably had Roman Flirt sub even money just about. But yeah, um, yeah no, I can I can see why you've got her so uh, so short. And Barra Magic, I was spot on nine dollars, which is what it is at the moment. What did you have? Uh five fifty. But I had, do have the clear notation that you are a biased wanker, Terry, and it will be considerably longer. Okay. Not considerably, but um, I think the, I actually have written down right here, we'll trade $9. Well, there so you go. Just, that's just more a note for me when I'm looking at what price to take or whether I should wait. And unfortunately, the rest appear as though they're just making up the numbers. Mm. Roadblocks? Battlers. Lots of battlers. Well, that's why you want a horse that's out wide out of travel, don't you? Oh, it's all We coming. want to see some mid-race moves here. Get yeah. going. Get stuck in an absolute – want to see an absolute S fight of this race. And um, last Bro, man standing last down the centre of the track, CJP, my man, my boy. Riding desperately, mm. pushing their heads Loves down right on the line. Loves it. Okay. Um, all right. Time for the feature of the day. $100,000 listed, both on stakes, 1,000 metres. This is a good one. This is a good one. Mm. This is a real – this is – quite an even relatively even bunch it's the first race we don't really have that's not dominated by a very short price favorite terry we spoke to toddy harvey about misty metal earlier in the well, show i didn't get to speak to todd unfortunately BJ. <laughs> <laughs> terry was sidelined for that conversation so he's a little bit sat, out of the loop next to bj going what do he say what do he say <laughs> is he declaring it <laughs> the market has a, a race in well, mostly a race in three between sam's dart uh, Misty Metal and Essential Spice. They are the three sort of jostling for favoritism. What's your take on this on this Joss, edition of the Bofine? Joss Butlering. Um, sorry, I was trying to come up with something there and nothing came to me. First of all, little statistic. You love my little statistics. Love I know that, BJ. Yeah. You live for them. You get here and you go, what statistics you got for me today? And I say, you got to wait, BJ. Is this a cricket-related one or is it nah, horse this, racing? This is horse racing, actually. Yeah. This is a horse racing. In case you haven't realised, this is a horse racing podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> Samizdat versus Essential Spice. I've met twice as three-year-olds. Samizdat got the better of Essential Spice on both occasions. Uh, Samizdat carried five and a half kilos and then seven kilos this is over a thousand then 1200 um so he's very a, similar journeys to this he's a beast oh, isn't he he's a beast mm. today he only carries one kilo more than essential spice i know it's hard to compare weights from such a gap between runs but i think that tells you a little bit about the class of that horse comparative to essential spice bj so for that reason alone i find it very hard to put samizdat have sorry essential spice ahead of samizdat okay. um i've got to have samizdat on top uh concerns obviously that he ends up too far back and blah 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 misty metal should park on what is a pretty hot speed we've got uh mervyn who'll be going mad for luke fernie i'll tell you what if i don't back a winner here i won't be on mervyn but i um I really do hope uh, Mervyn runs a big race. A couple of our friends of the podcast, Dan Cripps, training Kyrie, uh, managing Kyrie Yule and trainer Luke Kyra. Fernie. Kira. <laughs> Kira. Shit. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, so look, if uh, if we don't have any personal success, let's hope that pairing can um, grab a nice, uh, it would be their first listed victory, I think, for, for the pair. Um, not for Kira, just for the for her manager. Mm -hmm. But no, I um, I think Misty Metal gets a nice camp on Mervyn Super Maxi. Blinkers off whether they are as aggressive Super Maxi, I'm not sure. I reckon they might be four oh, runners in the race. I, I think so. No, no, it'll probably yeah. suit. Um, it'll suit Sam's dad if there's a bit more tempo on Perhaps. I suspect. That, that might be an added bonus. Who yes. Knows? And Tranquia. Tranquia, Sunrise. Um, yeah, I think they'll all go pretty mad and Trigger. they'll get their chance. Roy Rogers coming to town. Trigger. Yeah, mm. if Trigger wins this, I'll do next week's podcast naked, BJ. That's uh, <laughs> oh, please, <that's>, uh, <laughs> please God. 
<laughs> Please, God. Uh, but look, I, I don't have a strong opinion here for, for a change. Um, I, I like Samus Dad over Essential Spice, but Essential Spice will get the, the world perfect, you'd suspect. Yeah. Um, Are we surprised that it got that Flo was able to get past her? Yeah, uh, not, not when I rang you and said, I don't mind Flo here, and we basically, you put the slows on. Well, you, you passed on Peter McCormick's slow, so that didn't give me the surprise. Mm. Um, yeah, I was. I was. Look, you're going to have a lot of trust, especially in the training partnership. Yeah. They, would have, they would have been um, aiming her for this run, but... Um, it was a very quiet trial leading into that race, though, yeah. wasn't it? So maybe it's like quiet trial, first up run, get in on the minimum, the both on, attack, second up, launch. Yeah, well, she still would have got in on the minimum, uh, half a kilo above the minimum. So, but, I mean, they, they probably weren't to know that at the mm -hmm. time. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't really have a super strong opinion here. You could just keep talking at riddles for a minute. The one horse that's come up massively above my quote, and if they're making ground down the centre of the track, is Electric Light at 20, 27 yeah. to 1. So yeah. difficult steer for Jade. My, my worry with some of these backmarkers, Jade's just riding him a bit cute, dropping him out to last, looking for gaps. I, I'd really love to see this horse from the gate. It's drawn wide. It's just hoppy. There's going to be a three-wide three line colour, here. Just yeah. hop in it and let it get wide. And Look, if they're making ground and the centre of the track is really good, um, that's the one I want to be on. But She's run third in the Northern Stakes behind Fabergino and Flirtini first up. And then... Go, was beaten two lengths in the Roma Cup. Yep, not a bad run. A good run. Not suited at the 1,400. Only, only beaten 2.9 lengths at the Perry Yep. yep. Um, second in this race last year. Could be mad. Could be mad, definitely, mm. yeah. The, the 58's disappointing for the uh, for the mayor. It's, it's, uh, it, while it's a good race, it's a pretty well-compressed weight scale. Like, we don't have a horse in there taking the 62 and um knocking them and squeezing them all together a little bit but um look i, I think the race is between summers and misty medal but uh a lean to the best horse who the thousand meters probably doesn't suit lean to summers but willing to back electric light each way late if the track is telling me to do so yep i'm pretty keen on misty medal i think the stable has earmarked this race for a while now thousand meters belmont fresh First trial this prep was sizzling. Wasn't not it was giving us a nice little uh, blowout in her second trial. She's gonna get a tempo to suit, drawn seven. So Sean McGrady should be able to keep her out of trouble in a rhythm, rolling. It's gonna take a fair horse to get past her. That I think there's two horses capable of getting past Misty Metal in full flight. They are Samazdat and Electric Light. But uh, for me, I'm gonna go Misty Metal on top. Think she'll win. Uh, the biggest danger being Samazdat, obviously, but from a value point of view, I'm with Terry with Electric Light. I can see her making things very interesting with her if she unleashes her trademark barnstorming finish. Very good. Just before we move on, actually, I just wanted to mention Profit Street. I actually really like the run of Profit Street. I know it's been three years since Profit Street's had a win, but Profit Street at 100 to 1 is going to go in my quadrella. Ella. Eh. 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 Ah, the last, the get out stakes. Bernard. Um, S-T-E-A-K-S. Who's this brought to us by? Brought to us by the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, Market City Meats. <laughs> the extremely popular Get Out Steak. So Market City Meats located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt is in charge down there at Market City Meats. Drop in and say good day. I'll look after you down there at the uh, Market City Meats. Congrats to last week's winner, David Keats. He rolled with me. He selected 
resistance oh, on top. Price. He was our only resistance entrant, so he scooped the lot, did David Keats. Um, hope you're enjoying those gourmet beef packages from Market City Meats there. David? Sean hasn't eaten this week, apparently. <laughs> yeah, he only eats the week he wins for the get-out stakes. So, um, yeah, good luck to Sean this week. Yeah, good all fun. eyes will be on what mm. the what the goat, Sean Nichols, uh, produces this Big Saturday goat. as he chases a fifth get-out stakes win. Now, to enter... Simply jump on to Twitter, send us a tweet at the one one pod who you think will win race nine at Belmont on Saturday. Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Guru? Yes, wonderful. BJ, well, obviously we're going to see a couple of pretty popular horses here in Levitate and Devoted Star. I think they'll take up the majority of the um, of the uh, selection. So if you're going for either of those two, make sure you're, you're really uh, studious with your uh, margin. Get in early too because remember the Sam White oh, rule. Oh, the Sam White rule, yeah. yeah the, famous, the famous Sam White rule of, of early July. Yep. It's, um, yeah. That's in the in the clause. Yep. wonder if they've got a Sam White rule in the one out, one back podcast. <laughs> Probably not. No, they haven't come across that yet. We shouldn't steal people's podcast names. Okay. Uh, anyway, VJ, this is an interesting speed map. Um it's all drawn wide. So 10 carats drawn nine. I'm expecting more more aggressiveness. That's probably not a word. I'm aggression. expecting more aggression, but uh, they won't have the speed to go with. I'm Icy and Blooms drawn 10 and 11, two pretty quick horses. Um, Levitate drawn 13. What's the plan going to be here? My my guess about what you're going to say next is they're <laughs> going to come across and get the 1-1. One, one. And the worst part is I actually somewhat agree with you that that's what can probably and should probably occur here. No doubt, no doubt in my mind, Terry. Levitate, Paul Harvey comes across, jams him straight into the 1-1. One, one. Yeah, it actually uh, does look on today, I must yeah. admit. Yeah. Yeah, from there, pretty hard to beat. Mr. Run a week ago, it says future nomination, stewards report, spoke to one of the owners. It was a little skin issue, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps that's not a, a performance or something that will affect the performance. So. I don't know, to be honest with you. The three-year-old form is going um, gangbusters. Really, it is going gangbusters at the moment. But I mean, look at at that price. What are we What are we talking at the moment? Two dollars, two sixty, high twos, mid twos. Yeah, I'm not two ninety, two sixty locally. Yeah, yeah, pretty happy um, staying clear at that that type of price from Barrier Thirteen. To be honest, even if he uh, slots in, he's been up for a while. Um, Horses pop eventually, and and there is no guarantee from Barrier Thirteen you're going to get the one one. Is there? He might end up. Yeah, there's a number of things that could eventuate. So, look, I'm... What about the blinkers going on? I'm icy. That could be anything. Bloody hell. Yeah. Hey? Well, I'm surprised good luck, they... Good luck, Stevie. That's all I can say. The thing is, the two horses drawn underneath Levitate, if they are desperate to go forward, yeah. neither of them will want to hand up. Blooms isn't coming to town to hand up the speed. Mm. And um, I'm icy as a far better... Oh, I'm icy can't go unless yeah. lead. Like, literally runs last. He just turns it up on the turn, basically, if he's not in front. So, they'll be ridden with a great deal of aggression. It's not impossible that they really want to be aggressive on sharp bob too mm-hmm. so there's a bit of speed there and if a couple do underneath kick up sharp bob 10 carat etc and the one one just simply might not be there and that's the thing we don't know we don't yeah. know like we, we can only presume i'm with bj though i do think level will get a nice run but um hypothesizing yeah we can hypothesize <laughs> as much as we like devoted star ends up a few back the fence had no right to win first up over the thousand the seas parted yeah the seas did part this this could be a tough old ride with that speed coming across from out wide devoted star could well end up I don't know, windstorm type territory, fall back the fence. And um, look, you always want to backpike in to find the gaps, but it's uh, a tough old ride. And um, again, I'm going to ask you, Bejo, what price are we talking for Devoted Star in the $3.40 mark? At the time recording, we don't have many agencies up Mm -hmm. in our defence for this particular race or up for most of the others. Look, I think that's a risk at that price too. Going to 
go a little bit further afield. Surprise myself. Here we go. Here we go. How about, oh, you want another statistic, do you? Okay, he's asked for another statistic. How about this? So we're seeing with playing Marika, we're seeing the blinkers go off, right? Mm -hmm. How many times have the blinkers been off in playing Marika's career? It's had 20 starts. Had 20 starts. Okay, so uh, tell me. Three. How many times has playing Marika won with no blinkers on? How many times has playing Marika won without Out of those three runs. In those three runs. So she hasn't worn blinkers three times in her entire career. Right. How many victories out of those three? Tell me. Three. Is that right? She's three from three with no blinkers on. They were the first three starts of her career and she hasn't ah, necessarily performed badly after yeah. that. So it's not the most – So had, that probably sounds a little bit far-fetched. She's worn blinkers every start since. Is that right? Every start since. So the blinkers went off in the trial. The trial was super. Yeah, trial um, better than uh, Jericho Missile. Trial better than Jericho Missile. Mm. Sea Wave will be going very close to winning today at Pinjarra. It was mm. a very hot little trial. Playing Marika's won five of 20, um, probably should have won another five, yeah. just about, last yeah. couple of campaigns. She's, a, she's been, her own worst enemy at times. Well, exactly right. You don't have to be dead to be stiff, mm. and uh, playing Marika is a, a great example of that. Look, if Levitate gets caught deep and there's a there's a nice little line forming out there and that'll that'll uh, give a couple of these drawn a bit wider, the cart into it, yep. I think fresh, um, I think playing Marika is a genuinely uh, good promising horse we saw in a rodeo win for the same stable first up in devastating fashion a few weeks ago um look at your double figures with in my mind some risks on the obvious two it's um playing marika each way um around about 11 12 bucks is available and that's that'll do me okay yeah i suspect that Levitate will levitate. Levitate. Uh, Pontiff just cruise across from thirteen, slot in. No worries. No, there is significant concerns to be honest. Um, but yeah, Levitate has the Indian Pacific form, has Bright Diamond Puckapunyal form. Puckapunyal was like two thirty in a strong three-odd race earlier in the card. Levitate was a heavily backed favourite before he was withdrawn last Saturday. For me, it all points towards him coming out on top in the get-out stakes. I'm pretty confident. Levitate was my best betting proposition of the day last Saturday before he came out. He's just about that. Again, I think he's a really, really talented horse. Paul Harvey, I think, will suit a strong rider. Uh, if the Pontiff is on and we get get the breaks early, I think Levitate will will be too, too good for these. Devoted Star will be back, weaving, wizard, looking for a way through, unleashing late. I don't know whether she's um, going to be able to get over the top of Levitate, though. And um, for me, if there was something out of the box, Terry went for playing Marika. I was thinking probably the horse that's going to, you probably have to say is in that space is the informed double the pro, Fernie Camp, Mitchell Pateman, coming off five-timer at Kalgoorlie last week, about the same price as playing Marika, but it's just going to be getting back and running on, maybe three wide with cover, peels, who knows. But for me, levitate. Very good. Uh, levitate for BJ playing Marika for myself. And that brings us... Oh. Sorry. Yes. What did you think of the run of Perceive at Northern the other day? Yeah, good. Uh, I'd love to have seen this horse in an easier race. Like, like it's I'm ready to watching, win. I'm never watching that race again, though. Um, I've actually got this. We're about to – we'll, we'll the, just uh, jump ahead. But yeah, we, we, there was the Ginger race, yeah. Ginger. We, we declared Ginger as a big horse to follow, and um, I think uh, it's funny. Mitchie, Mitchie got chopped out. Not his fault at all. He was coming off a fall a few days earlier, so definitely not uh, – definitely a no-falter, but um, I dare say Lever, uh, Ginger – 
was uh, going to win that race when chopped out at the hundred. I felt is that felt of, ill. That, That's that, as ill as I felt after a race because that, that was a, a big sim- quote. Symbolic of as yeah of the last few few yes, weeks for the it guru. It has been. Yeah. It's been symbolic of the last probably six weeks. Yes, that was. Uh, yeah, I, I declared that to quite a few people as well. Got out to about $16, $17 in the exchange. And uh, no, just uh, I think Amelia Bedelia rolled in a little bit at the wrong time as a horse rolled out and the gap just disappeared. And mm. what appeared to be a gaping ended up being no gap. And um, just going to go get a tissue to wipe <laughs> my tears away. Thanks for bringing that up. Similar thing happened yesterday, actually. One of mine was Al Mahalo. That was a, that was a uh, yeah, I was tough one. I was on that too. So. Mm. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was difficult viewing as well. So that's why we love the game, though, isn't the it? The great game. We just get ourselves back up. We we <laughs> dust ourselves off and we uh, and we go again. So. We just lift like Shannon Knowles style. Just, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just need to grow a little uh, little goatee under me uh, under me lip. A little bit of bum fluff there. Just store some food in later in the day. All right, let's get to our best bets. Everyone wants to hear you, Maddie, this week, BJ. You've um, you've set a uh, you've set a pretty high bar. <laughs> Uh, best bet of the day, Bernard. Where are you at? All right, so I'm, I'm hoping some of the agencies open around the three dollars or low threes with Levitate because I reckon he's a really, really smart horse. I think he's going to. Paul Harvey will look to dominate this race from him on top of the speed. Levitate. I'm going again. He's my best betting proposition of the day. All right, Barra Magic for me is my best betting proposition of the day. Quite comfortably as well. Um, about that ten dollar mark. I. Uh, yeah, I don't – in the early markets, to be honest, I don't really want to have many other bets at all, which is very much unlike me. So Barra Magic is my best of the day at about 10 bucks. I like that, Terry. I like it a lot. Maddie Territory. So just a quick rundown in case you're new to the 1-1, one, one, not the one-out, one-back, the 1-1. One, one. Uh, Maddie's uh, 20 to 1 plus uh, at time of recording. We can be a little bit, you know – uh, here and there with those rules, but that's that's the general gist of things. What's your Maddie of, for the day for both on stakes? Yeah, day? let's let's get let's get the the crap one out of the way first and save the uh, the big dogs one for afterwards. Stella Ann has won Whoa. a narrow battle with a few of them. Yeah, look, I want to see Lisa if it's if this track because we often get leader bias tracks. We haven't seen one for a while, but if we get a track at suiting horses on speed. We both agree this has got the map. It's got the lead to suit. I do prefer Stella Ann with a sit. But I reckon I reckon this horse is going really nicely. I reckon she can give a really good kick out in front. Do think she'll be grabbed. Um, but at over 20 to 1, I believe her run was far better than Moderator, who's about 6 to 1. Yeah. So um, Stella Ann just got the nod probably over Electric Light as the, uh, as the Maddie. Okay. That's nice timing because I was leaning towards Bad Wolf and Electric Light as my Maddies, but I'm going to roll with Electric Light. I have three written down there. There are three that are over my Electric Light, Bad Wolf, Stellar, and Slash, Slash, Slash. So okay, there you go. There Great you lines. go. So yeah, at the moment, I see Sportsbet's got a bit of twenty-seven dollars mm. around for Electric Light. Her best is certainly good enough. Adam Durant Yard, I reckon I reckon things are just about to turn around. I thought not to be missed was good on Saturday. Had a couple of horses that hit the line nicely midweek at Belmont. I reckon things are just, the wheels just about to turn. Got one uh, debuting with Adam next week, so I'd love if now uh, was the time the the wheel was to turn. I've actually got three in next Wednesday potentially. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting stuff, isn't it? Who, 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 who we got? Uh, we've got the Italian job again. Yeah. Uh, it was coming off the sniffles. Yeah. Uh, we've got out the fryer making a debut, probably making a debut. Mm-hmm. Um, that that'll be an educational run, and then Material Witness 
with Durant, the first two with the Pierces. So um, a bit happening. Don't know if there's going to be a winner there, but uh, look. You and you and Trav Murray, ones. like really. We're going head to head, head at the moment. Head, yeah, man. we're going head to head. He's, he's got me covered comfortably as the mastermind. Yeah. So I've uh, I've got to try and own a few more winners than him. That's yeah. the game at, Bob the, game at the moment. Bob Jr. over here, Terry mm. Layton. Um, all right. Well, that, uh, that brings our preview to an end. We've got our... Best betting propositions. You got our Maddies. You got our oh, thoughts and all, all the good stuff. A couple of statistics there from Terry. It's all happening here on Bofon Stakes Day. The Marika one was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah, I like that. Three from three, no blinkers. Yeah, mm. be even better if she salutes at the double oh, figures I'll tell from you the what, Guru. Yeah. Have something playing. I was going to make that my Maddie playing Marika all up Barra Magic at about hundred to one. That's, that was the other toss up, I think. So I'm now at about seven Maddies. It gives me a better chance of getting one up. So yeah, well, we're probably there's, it has been sort of favourite dominated of late, hasn't it? So perhaps uh, this could be the a day where there's a few random results. We'll wait and see how that all unfolds, unfolds out at Belmont on Saturday. Horses to follow. Terry. Yes. Last week we combined for uh, Queen Takes King. I wasn't expecting yeah. her to go mile 2100 or 2200 or whatever, but uh, got what the chockies yesterday. What do you reckon I saved on that race? I didn't back Queen Takes King at the 16 to 22. I couldn't justify. I reckon uh, you would have been Amarissa. I was on Amarissa. How about that? So I've been knobbed by the, the horse to follow. So once again, well punted, Terry, you dickhead. Um, <laughs> DJ, my horse is to follow. I've got Ginger written down. That's all we're saying about Ginger. No, nothing else needs to be. Hang on, hang on. I've got to ask. When Mitchie Payton rode Ginger, did he have blonde hair or not? I don't think he we had need to get, it done We need to get stage. to the bottom of that. I reckon there's a correlation that, between that, winners and his and the toilet brush that, head. That's an important cog in understanding how that race unfolded. Okay. Because the, the, yeah. the peroxide might have given him some newfound <laughs> clarity, Terry. Or so. it might have affected a few cells, <laughs> maybe. It might have done one or the other. All right, we'll put the we'll put the feelers out. I'll give Dane a message after the uh, the podcast and ask. Uh, next horses to follow, a little pairing here. You're going to get the Abdicator slash Fryer's Gift. They went, uh, Christy Bennett and Lactar went, I don't know how far above benchmark, but they just went crazy and in front together. Chopped each other in half. Christy was beaten about... 20 lengths and abdicator about 10. Neither were that horrible a run. They had mm. to, they had to pop. So look for look for Fry's gift back to a midweek. Probably with Aussie. It's gonna be Aussie's first win, Fry's gift will be. Look for Fry's gift back to a wet midweeker or a lower a lower class um Sadaris. And look for Abdicator in a 78 plus next week over the mile. mile. We'll talk yeah. about that next Thursday, hopefully. Mm. Um, and the final one, just in the theme of our guest, is Fire Goddess. Did we mention Fire Goddess last week? Uh, no, but we were, might have been on. For, yeah, I actually, yeah, you were. Yeah. You were. Yeah. And uh, yes, uh, Vic uh, restrained from the wide gate, dropped the whip at the top of the straight. It was, yeah, I was watching with BJ and uh, I wasn't on myself, but uh, yeah, BJ was a little bit stiff there, you could say. I think with a draw, Fire Goddess wins one very soon. Yeah, okay. So you. I was uh, quite taken with the performance of La Farola in the two-yard race, Michael Lane, Kira Yule uh, got back, stormed home, probably looking for 14 now. It's just about ready to win third up, I think, La Farola. It's probably one of the better runs of the day. It was the eye catcher, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so war, geez, that was, that was a hard watch. I was quite keen on him, got out to a really good price, was three wide, had half cover, half didn't, was moving into the race, was going to chime in, and then just got put in a pocket by... Tiffa Spoken, who just quickened past him in that moment. Shawnee McGrady had to come back around heels, out into the open, pinged again, closed late. Jeez, it was a good run, looking for a mile now. 
That happened with another horse, Sean Road on the day. Um, oh, it might have been. I'm not sure if it was Sean. You might be able to correct me. I think uh, it was King Blitz, wasn't it? That was Lacta. Yeah. Put a spell on you. Put a spell on you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you flag. I was actually going to double flag it, but yeah. when we start double flagging them two weeks in a row, I'll tell you what, that's oh. just a Gary get on, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> Gary get on. So, so we're looking for a mile now. I reckon this horse has got a lot of upside. Just follow him. Three rod going places. Now, this one is a little bit left of field, Terry. Mm-hmm. 101 pop last Saturday on debut. Ace place. Paula Wag, Peter Nucky. Oh, yeah, no, I did see that one. Yep. Worked to the line nicely. Mm -hmm. First up over, what was it, 1,200? Now, Ace place is a half-brother to Belmont Girl and Mr. Elby. Mm. Now, this horse was a black fry, so it's only going to get better with time. I liked its trial. I liked its debut. Ace place. I'm not suggesting that it's going to win next up, but this is a horse putting your black book and follow. It's going to be a really, really nice three odd. So you're declaring place. it next up? Yeah, you never know. Can't lose. 80, 80 to 1. 80 to 1. And he's pricing way. it as well. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I'm taking a leaf out of the guru. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just start promo after ring Paula and tell her what race to put it into next up. But, uh, but yes, Ace Place is a horse that's got a little bit of something about it moving forward. Now, top-notch trialers. Uh, anything from you this week, Terry? No, no, nothing uh, nothing from me this week. Okay. Yeah. There was a couple of very smart heat winners at the uh, Belmont set of trials on Monday. Heat six winner, pans down from Simon A. Miller. Unraced two-year-old, looks pretty smart. Very sharp, actually. It, uh, and did you see the trial of Stevie's Wonder in Heat no. seven? Take a look at that. If you haven't seen the replays, both those. One of our, what, what have we learned, though? Um, what's been one of our uh, greater. Uh, Sean, Sean and Jake Casey trial. What's one of our greater memories is they can deceive a little bit. And you, you often fall into them, don't you? The, oh, yeah. Uh, well, so do I. We all yeah. do. But uh, they're a very good trialing stable. Watch this trial. This was okay. This was a bit Stevie's wonder. This was a bit different than their Could you usual. say? Would you say that you wouldn't need uh, eyes <laughs> to see that one, Jake? <laughs> yeah, it was. T yes. He's you the, Singer. He was. Yeah, okay, good. Yep. So he uh, just confirming. Yeah, both of those were top notch, pans down, and Stevie's wonder. But Stevie's wonder. Ugh, hopefully, he doesn't let me down when he produces. Because no doubt, I won't be able to help myself. I love a good trialer. Now, Fred Kersley saddled up impressive heat twelve winner Wardian, an unraced war chant three year old, got the job done in style first time we've ever seen it publicly um but there, there was one trialer from the same stable been top notch two weeks in a row a double top notch uh oh. now although actually he made my short list but i didn't mention him on air war Sidium caught the eye at a lark hill trial on june 29 hit the line well when runner up in heat five at belmont on monday war Sidium is a two-year-old i don't suspect he'll be a maiden for too much longer terry no, I like it. Good, good little list there. There's got to be some winners in there. I'd, I'd suggest so. Um, write them down, follow them in, and uh, let's 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 get involved. All right. Does that bring us to the end of another episode? All right. Well, thank you, everyone, that uh, tuned in once again to the One One Racing Podcast. Thoroughbred. Thoroughbred. No, I don't. No, 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 no. There's no way in the world I'm now including the word thoroughbred. We were here first. We naturally get uh, get Racing. right. We get right away. Just, just dub one one WA Racing Podcast. The the yeah. Well, just the we're they we're, we are they. 
Hoops would love it. We are they. So uh, thank you, everyone, again for uh, for tuning in. We're looking forward to having many more guests uh, on in the coming weeks. Uh, more to be announced. Thank you. A big thank you to, to Toddy Harvey um, and his work earlier. Really interesting hearing uh, what he had to say. I had no idea about the Melbourne Cup stuff, Beige, and um, I found that, uh, found that intriguing to listen to. So um, enjoy listening to Toddy Harvey. Good luck on the weekend. Good luck to uh, – also, let's, let's give a little shout-out. Good luck to Christo Sardellic. I haven't actually looked at the Carnarvon Fields on Sunday. Presume he's going around. Love seeing Christo ride a winner or two. So uh, good luck to young Christo on Sunday and um, until next week on the 1-1. One, one.